Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Heroes of the Horn is brought to you by Sir Jimmy of the Fantasy Network. At least they won't find us huddling on the floor and weeping. She tried to make her voice firm. We can fight, Leanne. As long as we are alive, we can fight. Oh, light, they stilled me. They stilled me. Welcome to Heroes of the Horn, a Wheel of Time podcast. I am Sir Matt. And I am Sir Ezra. Welcome to our Wheel of Time book club. The horn has sounded and we have answered the call. Today we are covering The Shadow Rising Part 7, chapters 41 through 49. And in our village council, we will be discussing the ruby dagger. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that what Is it's it a called? ruby dagger? Is that, it's, you know, I mean... It's got a ruby on it, right? I don't know. As we do have a guest here uh, today, it is uh, Sir Jimmy. Yeah. Happy yeah. to be here, gentlemen. Wow. What what an honor to be on a full episode of Heroes of the Horn, my preferred way of experiencing real time. Sir Jimmy is here. Uh, he was going to fill in for me uh, because I have <laughs> Winter's Heart. Tell me about it, okay? Holy I mean... smoke. We're not there yet, <laughs> no, man. We're not there yet. That, that is the book title, right? Winter's Heart, yes. I think, right? Yeah. Okay, I have no idea what's in that book, uh, except that it's called Winter's Heart. But, man, winter has come here in Portland. My gosh. Um, 600,000 people without power. Big, massive ice storm. One obviously hit Houston um, as well. It's really bad down there, too. Um, anyway, so I didn't have power for eight days, so that's why this episode is uh, delayed. Jimmy was going to fill in for me, um, and I got it back uh, like a day ago. So we're just like, hey, you're still on the show. Let's do it. And that is where we are at with that, man. I mean, I need Rand to come down here, some of those some of those girls, because <laughs> talk about one power. We had no power. So, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was I was worried about Sir Matt for 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 a time there, and so um, I sounded the the horn to Sir Jimmy, and uh, he replied with uh, the grave is no bar, right to your call, and I said, all right, man, all That's right. right. That's what I'm talking about. So, um, 
But no, yeah, we do have Sir Jimmy from the Fantasy Network, uh, YouTuber. Go check him out. We, we actually did a video. We were talking, I think we were talking Game of Thrones, um, a, a, a Wheel of Time. Where am I at, right? Which, which podcast mm-hmm. am I on? Uh, we were talking about uh, Game of Thrones and, and Wheel of Time. Uh, the shows, we did some YouTube content. So if you hadn't had a chance, go over and check out our YouTube. Go check him out. We got links and everything uh, for him in uh, the, the description of this podcast and over there on that YouTube video. But it is nice, I think it's going to be nice, to have a third voice in here kind of talking about these batch, these batches of chapters because, boy, did we, uh, we got quite a bit to talk about in these, in these chapters. There's tons. There's tons to talk about. Yes, as so. you are correct. Man, just a big uh, block of chapters. So many big things happen <laughs> uh, in, in this block of chapters. But before we get to that, if we want to talk about something big that happened uh, this past week, we now have our official first piece of footage from the show, and that is the Ruby Dagger. So, you know, Wad on Prime, their Twitter account has been releasing little snippets along the way, right? We got to see Emmons Field. Um, with that little you know line from Tom, we got to see Tom's guitar. We've seen the hair and Mark Blade. We've seen some concept art, and now we have our per- first piece of actual footage, which is I'm presuming Matt grabbing the dagger in Shadar Logith. So, what do you guys think? What did you think about it? Um, did it look like how you kind of envisioned it? Uh, you know, a- as as we start with you, what what did you think about about seeing that? Well, yeah, I was I was I was um, I was blown away. Uh, it it was it's been about the same length as the audio teaser we got, and a couple of the things with with Tom and and the kind of the reel with um, the guitar and things. So same length, very short. Uh, let's make a deal. Let's make a deal, and it looks cool. It was cool to hear Matt's voice. That's that's Matt's voice, right? I mean. So, uh, yeah, I, I really liked it. I was kind of shocked that, it, that 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 dropped. I mean, obviously, I want more, but, I mean, it looks cool. It looks, like, well lit, well done. I mean, hmm. ominous, very ominous, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's a big deal. I really like it. Uh, Jimmy, what would what, you think? So, you know, when I made my way through Eye of the World, when I'm going on this journey, you know, uh, with the crew from the farm, you know, from Evans Field, it's just – there's so many good examples of things that I want to see adapted, right? Like things that I picture in my head. I'm like, I can't wait to see that on screen. And I feel like the very first big, big moment was this. I was like, I could see this playing out on screen to get just a little clip of this is so exciting. Uh, no matter how short it is, because with the clips building and the teasers and whatnot, it feels like we're building to something very big, very special. And I thought even just the stone structure that we saw was excellent, right? I think that even the styling of it, the lighting, it all just feels like has, you know, meticulous details thought of. And that is so important when you're adapting something that people just love. And for this to be one of the scenes that I was looking, you know, forward to the most when we come to the first book, I was very excited. It's the most excited I've ever been about a 14 second video ever. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. I, and so, right. He finds the dagger. It's in a box. 
Um, it looks uh, gold. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming just from the from, from the picture, and it's got that ruby in it. And that ruby's kind of bright, almost, which is kind of mm-hmm. uh, which 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 is kind of cool. But I think you know we can imagine. You know, the show is obviously going to have its own spin on it. But um, again, I, I, we've talked about this as and what where we think this will take place. I think I'm leaning a little more. I think I think we're both kind of saying this is probably episode two, Shatter Logoth. I think roughly yeah. seems like. Because I think episode one, you know, yeah. going with some of the titles we have, the Trolloc attack, they leave. I think the um, and then that means we'd probably hit Shatter Logoth about episode two. So you can just imagine um, Matt right finding this dagger and then all oh, the world of trouble we're about to get into. Yeah, yeah. You know what's interesting? So since we're on that point, I have been thinking, and I I, I saw the clip. And we did a, a few uh, YouTube videos on how we think we're going to, you know, tackle the eye of the world in, in season one. But after seeing that, I really rethought this. And I think, you know, you might spend a lot more time there than I realized. If you're going to make a big set in this big ominous place and you're, you're, eva- you're trying to get away from, like, they might actually spend some time there um, talking about, you know, the power or the wheel or like more rain could could tell them a few things i mean maybe just more than what we get in the book and i thought um like even build up before the boys kind of sneak off and they get the dagger there's some stuff going on before some storytelling getting to know the characters just more and uh, why not you got the set you're making it you're building up to be this really big moment and it's going to be one of the things that really sticks in our mind uh yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think it's gonna be more more significant than I thought. We had the concept art, right? We saw that concept art where, you know, um, they're they're kind of walking through. Looks like Shutter Logoth, right? It's got mm-hmm. the Mashadar kind of the fog moving through, and and uh, looks pretty scary. So it's a big moment. It's a really big moment. I mean, it's big in the books. I guess I just when we were going over initially, Matt, I was thinking, all right, yeah, it'll be an episode or whatever. It might be there might be more to it. Um, yeah. Like one episode, yeah, I mean, we might end getting there, spend a whole episode there, and then pick up there even in the, the beginning of a third episode, hot, you know, getting out, you know, right. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 the way I, the way I, I'm kind of envisioning it is so episode one, Trollocs attack, and we leave, right? They, ha- they have to leave. And so I'm thinking maybe episode two, this is kind of my thought is episode two is it starts with them. They're on the road and clearly they've been on the road. You know, it starts off, but you can kind of tell me they've been on the road for a bit. We find ourselves in shatter logo. We're going to sit down. We're going to rest. You know, what was that? Like, what was the Trolloc attack? Like, you know, and then Moraine will finally start to give some answers. Um, and then you're kind of there and they're kind of camping out. Like, don't go too far. Right. You got to yeah. stay together yeah. kind of a thing. And then Matt's off doing who knows what. And then he finds it. And then I think probably, it's probably them escaping is probably the rest is probably the rest of the episodes action packed. Okay. You know, it's them running, escaping, like, you know, you could, you could totally change the way a lot of it happens to make it more adaptable for TV. Um, you know, think like Harry Potter, right? I mean, Harry Potter, sure. the goblet of fire, the movie, whereas like, you know, a big set, a big portion of the movie, which is this whole book is Harry versus the dragon. Right. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a scene that in the, in the book is it's a, you know, it's, it's like a chapter, but in the movie, it's it's one big, massive right, scene right in the middle, yeah. action packed, yeah. keep everybody involved um, because you need you need that in television. You need you need to expand a lot of action scenes to 
to kind of emphasize points. So I think that's probably what's going to happen here. Um, yeah, so I'm with you. It's either I th- I think episode two, um, but it could maybe be episode three. Maybe episode two, we're just on the road. You know, a, a lot of a lot of it's on the road, and then we get there, or maybe we are there for more than just an more than an episode, as you say, as. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm just it's it's it stuck out to me that it's going to be. Uh, we're going to spend a, a good amount of time there. I don't know. J- Jimmy, you th- I mean, what, what are you thinking? Like timing wise, like, you know, yeah, I think, I think episode I'm, I'm kind of with you, Matt. I think episode two makes the most sense. And I think it's a fairly safe assumption that we'd be spending an entire episode there. I do feel like what we saw there with Matt taking the blade, um, it, just knowing what happens in the books. I wonder if that's how an episode will end. And then we'll pick up the next week with figuring out why that's a bad thing. Right. So maybe we get like a full episode there um, or at least getting there. And then we see them, you know, coming into the conflict and then leaving uh, Shadow Logoth then. So I, I think it's safe to say at least an episode there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mordeth. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you know, I was waiting. For, I, I was watching. That. I was like, is he going to is this going to are we going to pan up and, and see him? You know, just greedily, like looking, like you know, take it, take the dagger. I mean, Maybe I could, I could scare. almost, I could feel him. I, I could feel him right around, hovering around, moving around. Let's make a deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could sense it. Like it was just yeah. cool. Everything about that little tiny clip, uh, knowing who is standing right in that room is, is kind of a big deal. It's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah. So hey, leave us some comments. Shoot us an email. Let us know what 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 you what you guys think about it because it's it, it's I yeah it might be a while before we see before we see some more footage. So yeah. Um. And real and as with that, I guess I do have kind of another question here. Just since we've since we're kind of since we're kind of on on the topic. Now, typically, when movies, when movie studios or whatever, they're very protective of the content until they're like, hey, we want to see we want you to see this right um they usually make people wait amazon is going about this slightly different in that they're kind of stringing us along like it feels like they're really kind of providing people with content do you think that's because of obviously the restrictions of covid and and they were planning on this being out a lot i mean obviously we know they were but I mean, is this, the, are we going to see this this year? Do you think, or do you think they're going to, they're, they're putting this out like ASAP or do you think, or do you think they've still got a, a set plan in motion and they're like, we need to kind of keep people's interest. I mean, what do you, do you find it odd the way they're showing us this? I mean, this feels like a lot more than we'd normally get from other people. Yeah. Well, uh, so pff, here, here, here's a, a thought. Uh, Sir Jimmy and I were, th- were talking the other day uh, about this show. We were talking about the show, and I was going to say it. I'm going to go ahead and say it. So Jimmy said to me, I, 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 don't know if, I don't know if you said it or if I said it or who said it first, and I feel bad that we're even going to say this on the show, but like, I don't want the show to be rushed. I don't want it to be, and I, I worry about the, the impact of COVID and all these different things. Uh, they just had the guy who was writing the score I don't know if he left or was fired. I don't, I'm not really sure, but like that was some news um, not too not too long ago. I'll just say this, and then Jimmy, this is on you, man, because you brought this up and you planted this seed in my mind. But you said, "What if the show flops?" And I was like, "I I, I can't take that. 
It will not. In my mind, it will not flop. Um, but I think we, the only reason we said that is because, you know, Matt, what you're saying is like, why is um, why, why, why are they going about it this way? Why are, you, why are they marketing it this way and running a book club and things like that? Is it just to stall, to keep people interested? Do they need more time to make it better, to perfect it and things like that? They obviously are still working on it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Jimmy. So uh, I'm actually going to counter a bit what I said. Uh, and I actually Good. think I think <laughs> COVID is the reason why we're getting these. I mean, they're odd. If we're being honest, I, I do think these teasers, like for the way they're revealing the information, kind of like Massa, it's a lot. And it does feel a little bit awkward. Um, but I think that they know that they have something special here. And obviously, COVID has thrown a wrench in the plants. Um, now, you guys might be more up to date with uh, on this than I am. But I believe I heard that they were going to be resuming filming in like March, April. Is that correct? Because they had like a COVID outbreak on the set. So mm -hmm. uh, I had heard that they had shot all the way up to see our episode five or six. Six mm -hmm. now. So if that's the truth, I mean, it is very feasible that we could have a show in the fall. Yeah. Um, but what they don't want to do is drop a trailer right now, get all the buzz. And then by the fall, it kind of falls to the wayside because fall is a big season for television. Right. So it could get a little bit lost in the scuffle, I think. Um, but I assume the best and I assume that they are just trying to keep people interested, giving us a little bit more each time. Uh, even though they are very small, um, but to buy time because of COVID. I really do think. And obviously, you know, in April, we don't know if this thing uh, internationally is going to be under wraps. We, we don't know what's going to happen. We really just don't know what's going to happen. So um, they're probably trying to play their cards as close to their chest as possible as far as making big, bold moves with promo material. Um, and you know what? If the show flops as we just keep reading. That's what I'm talking about. That's you, you, yeah. you have an amazing book series that it, whatever interest is generated uh, and gets new readers into it, I'm, I'm, I'm all for. I don't think it's going. I mean, obviously, I, we just said that and we were kind of, you know, I thought I'd. Yeah, we're just spitballing. Just spitballing. I, there's because it's no one wants it to. No, no one wants no. that. I mean, no. like Amazon, uh, I think they put so much money into these things and there's so much passion. And uh, Rafe Dutkins is really passionate about this project. You can hear that. And in, in, in the Twitter kind of um, threads that that he puts out and the caution, uh, which there he said something interesting. He didn't want us to see Moraine until we saw like Moraine on set with post-production, the whole I mean, see her in her full kind of, you know, uh, the way she's meant to be seen. So none of yeah. this behind the scenes leaked photo stuff. He's, he's not a fan of that. And I'm not really either. I mean, it's cool to see a couple things, but actually our actual characters, you know, I did see one image of, of Rand and I was like, all right, you know, I, I it's cool, but I, I really, I think like Moraine. Yeah. I want to see Moraine step and out land. and be an Aes Sedai. And, and land, I, want, yeah. I want to see land and, and, and Tom Marilyn, I want to see in his full, the full coat fully right. decked out. Yeah. With the, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's just interesting the way that they're releasing this stuff. Um, and I do I, I am worried a little bit just because of covid um, and to see, you know, look at what look at what a lot of these movie studios and everything are, are struggling with um, uh, just a, cu a couple examples of other times in which things shows or, or things have been kind of derailed by just what's happening in the real world. Do you guys remember the show Heroes? Yeah. Huge hit. Save the Huge cheerleader, hit. save the world. Season one of that show was like, I mean, Amazing. it was huge. It was as big as Lost. It was all. Oh, it was yeah. it was huge. And then the, there was a big writer strike that happened. And in fact, it actually, if you go back and you look, I can't remember what year it was. Probably it was probably two thousand five, two thousand six, somewhere in there. Um, if you, a lot of shows have shortened seasons that that year, yeah. 
and it completely derailed that show because it was season two of that of that show. It just it wasn't as good and it was less episodes and everything. And I mean, season one of that show was phenomenal. There's a big writer strike and it affected a lot of things. Um, another thing is uh, right now with COVID, there's a show that I've watched. I watched like the first like five seasons, um, you know, and my girlfriend, she's she kind of I got her into it and then she's plowed through. And that's a show called The Blacklist has James Spader. Yeah. Um, it's on it's on NBC. It's it's good. It, it's, it's a good show. It's kind of like a crime thriller. Um, and anyway, so their season finale, um, they were in the midst of shooting it and COVID happened. And this is like early COVID. Right. So people are like, we don't know what to do. And what they ended up doing, um, it's, I mean, it's an interesting episode. Um, is they said, well, like we didn't, we didn't, we still wanted to finish the episode and we thought we could put it all together. So they actually used foot the footage that they had. And then the actors all did voice work from their house and they kind of did the rest of the episode in a comic book style. It's a really interesting episode of the, sh- of the show. And they actually have a little bit in the first five minutes, just explaining it because this is when COVID hits like March of 2020. Nobody has any idea how it's, what's going to happen. Everything's shutting down. We're all scared. We're all like, nobody knows what's going on and so that's just how they did it they said we just we we wanted if we wanted to finish the season it's just you know use your imagination is what it is and i mean it, it works the episode works it's it's we it's it's an, like half of it's animated um and half of wow. it's live action and just is what it is um but again it was impacted by covid and then you have some other things that have been filmed like a lot there's a lot of big movies that yeah. are just sitting there Dune. Um, a, a one, a one that yeah, Dune, um, the James Bond movie, No Time to Die. It was supposed yeah. to come out in April of 2020. You're talking a big, mega, mega movie, and they said, "Well, we're going to push it back to November because who knows what's going on with COVID." And now they said, "No, we're going to we're holding off because um, you have some Disney has released some things on Disney Plus. HBO Max is saying, "Hey, we're just going to release things on our streaming service. Pick up money there." Yeah. Um, you know, Amazon is in slightly a different kind of category just because they don't really they're not releasing these in theaters and they're releasing it to a service that I think most people own because they, of the free shipping. Um, I always I kind of view Amazon movies as like icing on icing on top. Yeah, they just um, throw it in the bundle. They're like, here you go. Right. It's it's part it's part. It's yeah, it's part it's part of the package. There's there's really not that many shows until Wheel of Time and Lord of the Rings, which is coming up. I mean, there's good shows, um, but I don't know that i would go i would go get amazon prime to watch them uh yeah. maybe 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 until until now so i just find it interesting i i i wonder if it's like we need to we need to keep kind of the buzz going because you're really targeting a specific audience of people that kind of know that this exists um you know i think we've all kind of had this conversation in which we've said you know, we feel like right now we're talking about Wheel of Time before, like back in 2010, about talking to Game of Thrones. Like all the hardcore book guys are like, you guys don't understand. It's going to be so good. And you yeah. know, they don't know what it is yet. And but it's but it's coming. And then we're like a year from now, everyone's going to be talking Wheel of Time. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh, gosh. I so. Yeah, I, it's it's exciting. It's it's something that. um I don't know, man. I, I'm just, I'm still a little bit nervous about all of it because you bring, you bring up that like, what if some, you know, like they yeah. stopped filming, we had to right. move it around. We do we change a set location, that kind of stuff. It does make you worry a little bit, and I just hope that. Yeah. Um, do you like? Do know. you think? Do you think there are? Do you think? I mean, 
had COVID not happened, I mean, they were filming in like March of last year. Yeah. I, do you think, it, I mean, it'd probably be releasing, it'd probably be out like right now. I'd now say. or I March. Mean, a year yeah. from a year yeah. from maybe April of last year, I think you would have done a Comic Con panel, a Super Bowl trailer, and then you release it February, yeah. March. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I, I think it would right around now within the two month frame, probably we, we would have been seeing episode one of Wheel of Time, wow. which is crazy. I just wonder how much production was done remotely uh, during COVID for those first six episodes. Is is that how it works or did they want to wait to everything shot like to? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just I just don't well, know. I remember Rafe saying something about being like the, the benefit of being in the writer's room and then they continued writing, they continued revising and things like that. And I, I saw the same thing from uh, some of the showrunners for uh, Payne and McKay for uh, the Lord of the Rings show who were kind of saying, yeah, we're going to go ahead and write season two. I mean, they went yeah, ahead and that, said, yeah. you know, let's let's really let's move forward with it. So I think I think it it, it could have helped. You know what I mean? We just it's such an uncertainty. And you hear things like the blacklist story. I mean, I didn't know that. And Matt, you know, now I'm like, well, that's shoot, a piece of, you know, that's television I mean, history. That's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, yeah I mean, just, yeah. If you do a Google search for it, but uh, when you just as we're as we're as we're talking here, and just just take a look at it, and you'll just be like, oh, well, it's just interesting, interesting that they that they that they did that because you know you I feel you know you think about these actors and stuff, and it's like, well, I mean, they you know I'm not saying like oh they don't make millions of dollars or whatever, but I mean that is no, like yeah. you know, that's their that's their work and that's what yeah. they do. But it's not just them. I mean, it's like the set people and all this stuff, and it's yeah. like yeah. You know, I mean, like the cameraman and the guy, I mean, you know, it's it's still people like the whole production of it. And, you know, for a lot of these, it's like big it's big projects. I mean, you want to put like your name out there on this thing. And then with the production going forward, you know, I mean, it's it's hard to schedule actors because they're constantly flying around and and doing these things. And look at look at how many movie projects you like you like so often you'll hear about like, oh, they're in development of a movie. And then like that movie doesn't even come out for like seven years because like somebody was like, you had to wait for this person to finish. And this yeah. person, I mean, I remember hearing about the Abraham Lincoln movie in like, yeah. know, it, was, like 2000, it was like 2007 or something. And then it didn't even yeah. come out until like what, 2014, 2012, you know, it's like, it's like, wow, I heard about that years ago. Like, yeah, yeah. this, this wheel of time, they like Sony, right? Cause it's, it's Amazon and Sony are the ones doing it. Um, and it was like 2017 was when they said, Hey, let's, let's get this thing kind of, kind of going. And now we're in 2021. So, and, you know, no one ever thought it could be done. And I think that, I mean, there is an immense amount of pressure with a fandom this devoted and, you know, this involved, uh, with the series. And then it also just in general being a tall task for anybody to adapt. Uh, but if anyone can do it, I think it's Rafe Jenkins. Uh, it, just everything I've heard, read, seen, I, I just feel like he's the right person to do this show so i, I am optimistic um it is fun to play the what if game for sure and especially with you know you add all that and then you add COVID on top and it's if, if it pulls it off i mean it's you know hats off to him and, and the rest yeah. of the people with the show so yeah. yeah yeah absolutely uh i thought you were gonna throw in a remember when dan and dave were Killing it with Game of Thrones. Wow. <laughs> I oh, thought you man. were gonna go well, there. I was like, "Well, right, don't you do." Yeah. Oh no. Well, real quick, by the way, I like Rafe Jenkins. This guy, I was like, I don't really know who this this guy is. Like, I mean, I like, oh, it's like I had to go look him up. He was a contestant on Survivor. Did I, I did not. Know yes, this? I did not yeah. know this. 
He started out kind of as a contestant on Survivor, and then so, and then somehow like turned that into yeah. He got he got a job. He got a job doing some. He wanted to get into screenwriting, and so that's just, he. Hey, I've been on TV, um, and I had to really go look what else he's been involved with because I was like, I don't really, I don't really know this guy. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, every every interview I've seen since of talking about Wheel of Time, it's just like hearing him and stuff like that. It seems good. He he did some work on Chuck. Um, and then, um, and then he began writing for margin, uh, agents of shield. I mean, that's a, that's a big time, yeah. big time. I mean, big, I mean, the big, big time thing. So, uh, pretty cool. Really. I, it's just like, it was just interesting. I was like, wow, it's just not did, did, I did not really know that until I really kind of looked, looked into him and he has a yeah. passion, huge passion for the series. Mm -hmm. So I mean, no. that's so important. Now again, but we'll have to we'll have to we'll have to cut this up and put this on Twitter. Did Rafe win Survivor? I don't think, <laughs> so. I don't think so. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Survivor. I have, I have, it was season. It was season eleven of Survivor. Uh, that, that was which is like I'm. I remember. I don't know. I remember like the first two. I remember like the first two or three seasons, and then uh, which was in Guatemala. Um, uh -huh. Beautiful Guatemala. So let's see here. How far? How far did he go in? um survivor he was the 16th member voted out of of is, it, is that good um, 18 so i mean he made it pretty far so he was in there for a while all right all right he's a he's a survivor that's I mean, right 16th 16th of 18 i mean he almost won it sounds like wow it sounds like he likes a challenge yeah well, well he's he's got a big one right in front of him right now i i hate i hate to make another connection but you know dan and dave didn't make it all the way to the end either. So I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm te I've actually been a big defender of those guys. So uh, everyone can calm down with all the hate mail. All right. But he uh, was he, there, this somebody that was on the show with him. This girl, Brianna Varela Tarth? is from Edmond, Washington. Sounds like Emmond. Oh, or Edmonds is it connected okay. yeah oh, it's all connected oh jeez. seven uh, degrees of Edmonds field well Ed, Ed, Edmonds field, Edmonds yeah, yeah. Edmonds Edmonds say it right Edmonds say it how it's spelled say it how it's spelled Edman Edman <laughs> Landragorans field <laughs> oh gosh Lud Theron all right um, <laughs> there we go all right anything else I mean, <sighs> I think that I think I think that's it, man. Let's dive into the read. All right. So so uh, this week, guys, we are talking chapters forty-one through forty-nine, and wow, has been teasing it. He's been yeah. saying big stuff's gonna happen, and then he's like, "Well, I guess maybe that's the next block." I guess yeah, maybe that's the next block. Well, <laughs> it's here. It is here. So uh, here we go. Chapter 41 is among the Tuathuan. Uh, chapter 42, a missing leaf. Chapter 43, care for the living. 44, the breaking storm. 45, the tinker's sword. That was a good, that was a good, that was a good chapter. I mm -hmm. like that one. Yeah. Chapter 46, veils. 47, the truth of a viewing. 48 an offer refused and 49 cold rocks hold. So um, this block, I will say the first half kind of the majority of it, very Perrin 
heavy. So last time we were with Perrin, we were in Edmonds Field. Um, and we were there's Trollocs attacking, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's gearing yeah. he's gearing up for these Trolloc attacks, and um, a, he's being kind of viewed differently with the, uh, uh, the you know the, the people of Emmons Field, uh, beginning to call him Perrin Yellow Eyes, mm-hmm. and view him um, as as a sort of this hero, this great hero, and um, I forget get the guy's name but who is it that's asking Perrin so many questions it's not it's not in chapter 41 but he's asking him so many questions yeah and he's like he's like did you do this did you see this did you do did you talk to the king what was this like what was this like and Perrin's like oh my god man like leave me and then you know and then finally Fahil steps in and she's like okay 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 okay." right (laughs) kind of fanboyed or something like that yeah yeah right yeah he's a big deal he's a big deal yes he's no slouch as we say he's no slouch he, he has no slouch. So um, let's go back uh, just a little bit here. 41. So that's kind of the context of what's going on with Perrin and, and, and where we're at. And remember, the white cloaks are after, are after him. So uh, Perrin heads towards the camp of the Tuathuan to spend the night there. They, the Aiel decide that they will sleep elsewhere and take off before they get to the camp. When the weary and wounded men approach the camp, they are greeted by the Seeker, a man named Rain. Perrin has met Rain, right? Not Rain. Rain. I think it is rain. I think it's rain. They say in the no, book, audiobook, they say rain. Yeah. Rain. Yeah. Yes, you're or right. Rayan. Okay. Yeah. Rayan. Yeah. Um, Perrin has met him before and he remembers the ritual. Most of the people in his band are surprised about that. Um, Ilya or Isla, uh, Rain's wife, comes to greet him as well. She wants to know if Elias is with them, but Perrin hasn't seen him in a long time. Uh, Isla notices Perrin has a lot um, and a lot of his men are hurt and arranges for their wounds to be tended. Perrin uh, has to be helped off his horse by Ivan. Mm. Uh, He warns Rain that he should move to Emmons Field so he'll be safe from the Trollocs, but he refuses. He will move his people tomorrow. Traveling is safety for the Tinker. So that's kind of what that's that's, that's, I think that's a good that's a good place to, to kind of start because Perrin is worried about them and he's saying, I think you should come with me. Um, and uh, some of them gasp and they're like, well, we don't we don't stay in town. Yeah. We're fearful of towns. Yep. And yeah, it's interesting. In a way I was in a way I I'm reading this. And I'm thinking, well, they're all going to die. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because it's it, <laughs> yeah. it, it to me. It to me, it sounds like Noah's Ark, right? Like, hey, guys, yeah, it's, 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 the flood's coming. You need you need to get on there. Ah, whatever, whatever. And then here you go. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, that's what I that was, you know, just here, you know, two by that, two, that's baby. kind of what they can. Do I do seriously? Um, and Perrin is saying, guys, it's it's if you don't come with me, it's going to be bad. You you need to. And so um, it again, it's really cool. And 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 as we we talked about that, the, the, another chapter coming up, the Tinker Sword. Mm-hmm. There starts to be a little 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 division in, in in the Tinkers and some some pressure building, and 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 ends up with Aram, a character we haven't seen in a while taking up a sword and saying i you know it yeah i have i have my right to defend myself not the way of the leaf yeah right. it's interesting yeah yeah go ahead Jimmy. yeah 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 well i'm, I'm just thinking uh so from uh, you know Mao, obviously this first time reading uh this was my first time reading it as well uh when i read it a few months back and it just makes it it makes me feel very um i don't know indifferent about whether they are like maybe indifference not the right word but it makes me like ponder the fact that the thinkers are such a um you know die hard to their beliefs people right so are they stupid or are they brave 
Like when you think of the Tinkers, do you find that to be like noble of them or do you find it to be stupid? Because I, I kind of lean back and forth. Like I see where Aram's coming from, but I also see where, you know, his mom's coming from and saying, you know, this is not the way of our people. And it's just one of those things like, are you willing to be willfully murdered and not raise a fist? You know, it's just, is yeah, that it's, noble? That's, that's what Perrin deals with. I mean, it's, it's something he, when he first meets them, uh, and, and Elias is trying to explain to him that this is their way. Yeah. It just does not make sense to Perrin. Perrin has yet to make his first kill in, in defense of uh, the wolves and things at that time when they had met the Tinkers. And now you see him struggle with the axe and the hammer. I think that's yeah. one of the things, right, you're talking about, like, which right. which way do you want to go in life? And what would what do you need at this time? And what would you rather be though and how do those kind of uh, can conflict like what's needed now um yeah. the taviran are needed what they want might be different but what what is needed uh is for is for parent to be here in the two rivers and to defend these people um now remember he's he's hit with a poison i mean well barbed arrow of some kind right he's wounded right now and they gotta get him back but the yeah the tuathon are uh, they don't want to be in a town. They don't want to be anywhere near this violence. But it's like, I would go with the people who are fighting for the light versus you're going to be left out. We're telling you there are shadow spawn running <laughs> wild through here. And they they will kill you. It's, it's more, you, you're going to save more of your people and their mission and their quest to find and seek the song um, by going to a town and risking maybe some of the young ones getting caught up in town life or getting caught up in another way uh, versus all of you being killed. Yeah, right. it's a lesser so, of two evils, right? And I think and, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 not like – it's a big difference between also I – th I think probably their mindset has been in the past, not that this is explicitly said or anything, but it's if you have two warring nations – then it's like, okay, well, we don't want to get caught in the middle yeah. of this by choosing a side that we may agree or disagree with. This is literally saying, hey, there's Trollocs out there. Trollocs do not choose <laughs> sides between, right? You know, it's between, not a difference of not, opinion. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. it's not it's not like well the Trollocs. Are, I mean, it's not it's not like you have two warring nations. Well, is this side right? Is this side right? And killer be we killed. can find exactly. Yeah, I mean, you're talking. It's it, it would be like no different of saying, hey, there's just using this as an example not that it's a pun or anything but like hey there's a it's like hey saying hey there are there are a big there's a big pack of dangerous wolves out there mm -hmm. that are attacking people in the forest i don't think we if you travel with us we'll we have swords we will protect you from like these wolves these animals whatever yeah. animals are yeah. out there so it's 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 no different than, than something like that but even still they 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 kind of refuse so jimmy i'm with you though i i do think i i I think in some cases it, it depends on the situation because I think that there is a difference of, of sticking to your guns and just being stubborn and, and, yeah. and believe, believing in a set of virtues to say, no, this is the, this is the right way. And then sometimes you're just stubborn, um, st stu stubborn, stubborn about something. Yeah. I think you have to uh, look at the downsides to each and it's whether all of your people are massacred and then your way that you believe in does not go on or you risk losing some of the young ones to town influence, but you save all of their lives. And then your movement continues to go on, which is why we, I think we see them make the right choice. Right. And end up kind of going. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I do want to comment and just say like, 
as you said, you know, talking about the hammer, yeah, right, the hammer of the sword, I think it was. Um, yeah. it, it's really excellent writing here by Robert Jordan because he gave us an internal conflict within Perrin and was able to kind of reinvestigate that and reimagine it all the way through multiple books. Mm-hmm. And the way he brings up that internal conflict now within the tinkers and then Perrin watching it, it's just like really masterful because a lot of times writers will give you an internal conflict, they'll think about it they'll move on or they only see it through one lens, which is themselves. Robert Jordan does an excellent job of letting the, the pieces of the world that he's done, you know, such rich world building with and cultures and it continues that internal conflict. Right. So yeah, really good work. I like really good point because uh, a Ram is someone who we're going to see here in a little bit. As Matt said, the tinker with the sword who is, we start to look at that and we say, um, that is what Perrin could have. I mean, he could have gone. It really tears him up. Like Perrin's way of life wasn't, it wasn't, you know, such a drastic shift. Um, you know, to, to him, you know, he had heard of war. He, it wasn't a, you know, maybe a day would come when he would have to kill someone or pick up a sword or an ax or whatever. Uh, but for Aram, that was never yeah. an option. Never. And so you can see, how he goes from one extreme to another extreme and how that can really, it was really, it's going to tear him up essentially. Uh, I want to make one more connection too. So the city of Rudion, which was mentioned earlier in this book, we were there. It's the city of the Tirangrial. Interestingly, the Aiel, as they were moving close to these, this group of people, the Tinkers, the Tuatha'an, uh, those who uh, follow the way of the leaf, they, the, the Aiel that we have now, they don't know the events that have gone on with Ran and the waste and what has happened and what Ran has seen. He's seen the visions of Rudion. He knows what happened to the Aiel people. He knows who they once used to be and yeah. that the Tuatha'an are this offshoot kind of branch that they used to belong to. They're, they're related in some way. And, and that they represent kind of what they, as as uh, Deshane Aiel, used to be. So they're leaving we now know if we're paying close attention like well why are they why won't they camp next to the tuathon right um what's what's going on with that so i thought that was interesting and and then just you see um you you actually see in the visions of rudion how much the the belief system because there are people who are absolutely slaughtered and murdered um children taken and different things and and like at one point, the larger faction were the Tinkers or the Deshane Aiel or the true kind of Aiel people, right? And then the people who picked up a, a sword at first and then a spear split off. And they are now the predominant Aiel group that we know. And this, it's, it's, it's dwindled down to just a few who are traveling, seeking. Assault. It's interesting. It's just really kind of, kind of interesting. But you can see what happened to them. And you, you, we already know because of the visions of Rudion that that could happen to this group of people. And now Perrin's saying, please come with me. And so we're like, yeah, I would listen. I would yeah. listen. Yeah. You know, that's, so. a, that's actually an excellent point. Really good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, uh, kind of the rest of the chapter, right? So remember, Perrin's parents been injured. And Fael is trying to kind of tend to his his wounds, and we learn something big about Fael in just a little bit that uh, <laughs> she's not just somebody out hunting yeah. uh, for for the Ooh. horn, but um, 
we find out that Fail's father is Lord Davram Bashir, right? Who is a general to the Queen of Saldea, uh, amongst a few other things. Um, and she tells him that, you know, she, you know, of why she kind of ran off to search for the for the horn. Um you know, she kind of finds being like a noble daughter. It's just, and she's just, she's not really the kind of the, the life for her, right? Right. Um, and then she also used the L word with Perrin. But what is that word, Pat? That would be love. So <gasps> we get we get that, and that she loves Perrin. <laughs> Falcon so after go. own heart. Let's go. Oh let's, my. Let's go. So, um, and then uh, she kind of uh, she kind of tricks Perrin into drinking his tea, and he 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 passes out. But uh, yeah, Lord Davram Bashir, uh, as yeah, no, this is interesting because I mean, was she lying? Is she what? What is she hiding the truth? What's going mm-hmm. on here? But no, no, no. She's about to say the L word. And so now it's time to come clean. Now I'm really, you know, once you realize, look, this guy, I mean, I have these feelings for him, things that, you know, before you know, I mean, she's not going to reveal her identity beforehand, right? She's just, you know, she's on the run. I mean, she wants to stay. She didn't like the life that she was living there. Um, So, so yeah, Davram Bashir, the, the, the Marshal General of Saldea. I think his full title, title is Davram of House Bashir, Lord Bashir, uh, Sindonia, Guardian of Blight Border, Defender of Heartland, Marshal General to Queen Tenobia. I mean, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's that's absurd. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, but yeah, uh, cool character and more. This is kind of a read and find out situation. You know, how big of a deal is that guy? Um, yeah. So, and, and we, we will have to read and find out. But, um, it is cool because she is a hunter of the horn, and so that was that was awesome. We 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 like her. We like her charisma. We like her her personality, and she's having a good time with Bane and Giad, and she's convincing Loyal to take her through the Waygate. Uh, she's staying close to Perrin. She's helping him, and you know Perrin went through a really rough. We, the last uh, episode we were talking about the loss of his family. She's seeing all of this at the end. She's really yeah. convincing him that I know my father. I know like. You're going to be well-liked. She's seeing him. It's almost like she needed more than a blacksmith. Not so sure. I mean, she knows that at his core, that's who he is, right? He's this blacksmith. But he's also a blacksmith that could lead a host into battle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. That comes and up. So, and, yeah. And, yeah. The, and, the, and that will come up. So uh, let's move over to 42, uh, a missing leaf. So Perrin finds himself in an empty tinker camp. He knows it for a wolf dream and knowing he won't wake up soon. He decides to make the best of it. His scouts land towards Devon ride and, and sees mainly abandoned farms. Some still show signs of habitation and a few others have been burnt. Then Perrin spots a group of ravens near the mountains of mist a group eating uh, gr- uh, the ground, eating strides he can take uh, in the wolf dream, take him there quickly. He finds himself at the site of Manetherin, of the Manetherin Waygate, and it appears to be open again. Trollocs are still pouring into the two rivers. He gets the feeling he's being watched and jumps out of the way just in time to avoid an arrow slayer shot at him. Perrin pursues him finally and finally gets a clear shot. He waits too long to take it and Slayer leaps leaps off again. Perrin follows him again and finds himself in a forest. Slayer talks to him, but Perrin can't find him. Slayer says Perrin tricked 
Uh, Perrin's tricks killed many of the shadow of the shadow rot, but the, that the gate is open again. Perrin's presence in the two rivers is an unexpected bonus for Slayer, one that has made him decide to bring many more Trollocs. Perrin senses the danger he is in, and he decides to step out of the wolf dream. He is still drugged, so he has to step into another dream, one featuring Fael at this time. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, featuring, yes, uh, Fael. So, <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, it's one way good, to put it. It's a good dream. Yeah. It's a good dream. Uh, they're in love. They're in love, friends. So, wow, Slayer. What are your guys' thoughts? Let me just ask, because again, this is the whole point of this podcast is to get the reactions or whatever. What are you feeling initially about this guy? I, I, you, you, the predictions can be outland. I don't care what they. I'll are. go ahead. I'll go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. I think he's Luke. <laughs> you think I've been saying it? I because I think that Luke is. I think that oh, I don't trust this Luke guy. Really? And I th and I think that it's just. It's Celine all over again. Didn't you say Luke was what you said? You said Luke. Was I said. Something. I said last time. I think Luke's probably a Forsaken, because you did say we've that. already you did. we've already we've already seen it. We've seen that. Oh, Celine! This big. The second Celine walked on the stage, go back to the episode. What did I say? I said I don't trust her. Wow. She knows too much. <laughs> There's something wow. odd about her. Everyone's like falling over her. She's so beautiful, and it's like oh. Well, it's clearly right, something's right. up with with Celine. Oh, and she turns out to be Lanfear, a Forsaken. So <laughs> here comes the here comes this guy Luke, right. and parents like I don't trust him, and he uh -huh. seems to know uh -huh. things, and he seems to be mm -hmm. like, oh, I gotta know what's going on here. Yeah, right, 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 right. I'll go ahead and say it. All right, everyone's probably it's... like, everyone's now people people who are ahead are probably like, well, that isn't that obvious. Or Matt read ahead. Well, I'm just I haven't read ahead. I barely, <laughs> I barely, I barely, I barely, I barely read to hey, keep up. So I, mean, yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, hey, you—that's what you're supposed to do, right? You're supposed to take the writing. You're supposed to look at it and say, you know what? What do I? Th I got a sneaky suspicion. Haven't, this guy haven't could I be... seen this before? Yeah, mm -hmm. haven't I seen this before? Is this a pattern repeating itself? I mean, is there are there clues being laid here? And by the way, I mean, we don't have our sniffer anymore, but we do have Perrin who is sniffing on something here, right? He says that he says he's yeah. a pretty good sniffer in this That's block true. of chapters. That, yeah, he does. He That's does. right. I, I mean, I think we can all agree Slayer's a bit of a bastard. Um, <laughs> not a fan. Not a fan. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. just I, I, I don't have too many thoughts on it. Uh, I don't want to speculate too much because I, I do have knowledge of the ending of this book and a little bit of book five. But mm -hmm. um, one thing I would like to say is I think this would be a really cool scene in the show. Right. Like in the wolf dream going around just missing and you're hearing a voice, you know, and parents looking around in the woods, um, you know, and you have just somebody whispering to him. I think this is going to be a really cool scene to see adapted on screen. I'm, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. About it. Well, I've, I've been wondering how they're going to actually it'll be fascinating just to see the dream world. What are they going to yeah. do? Do you start off small? Do you start off? Does it look really dreamlike? And then over the course of the series, it becomes more and more real and you step into it. Because every time, if you've noticed these characters, they go in. Um, Ran and Matt in the, in the beginning, they're just having dreams or is someone entering their dream or are they going to a dream world? It's very, you're, you're, you're unsure. And then Egwene, a dreamer, and then Perrin. And next thing you know, this world is just, it just keeps kind of expanding. We learn more about it. So yeah, I'm with you. I, I really think it would be interesting to see um, how, how it looks on screen. So yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, the rest of this chapter... Um, 
uh, so Perrin uh, wakes up from the dream, right? He wants to go into the way gate to close it permanently. Um, he's uh, with the arrow still in him. Faye will have nothing of it, of course. When Perrin gets outside to talk, he talks to Ivan. Uh, the warder doesn't seem worried about the new threat. The mood in the camp is decidedly better than it was. The two rivers men tell Perrin he missed something. The tinker woman danced for them. Uh, Perrin says he's Eight. seen that dance before. And Fayil goes, uh, what? Uh, pretty much <laughs> is how that, how that goes. Mm -hmm. um, and she said, and uh, she says, maybe if he's good, uh, he'll show her, he'll show him a different kind of dance. So, wow. okay. Okay. Just, right. I need to know more little, about this uh, dance. This is getting a little hot and heavy in here. Um, when they get ready to leave, Perrin tries to convince uh, Rain to move his people to Emmons Field again before, but the Tinker refuses. They kind of have after the long goodbye ritual, the Trinkers, uh, you're right, they prefer Parent and his uh, band uh, head, they head for Edmonds Field. Uh, the Aiel join them again, and Gaul is upset to find out that Parent overheard the two women suggesting they play Maiden's Kiss with him. So, you know. Yeah, what's that all about, yeah, right? I mean, that, yeah, that, that is. Maiden's Kiss. I will say this every time, and this is a total, total aside here, is every time I hear Maiden's Kiss, I, because we've as you guys know, we also do a Game of Thrones uh, podcast. Maiden's Kiss in, in that universe is uh, something a little different. Um, yeah. And every time I hear it, that's what I think of. And I'm just like, whoa, this book is. Yeah, <laughs> we, went to, we went mature all of a sudden. It's like real serious. So um, just, I don't know. That's just uh, mm -hmm. always, every time I hear it, that's, I'm like, whoa. Um, anyway, so Perrin teases Fael a little with her offer to dance. Um, for him, even though he doesn't know what it is. Um, but he thinks, oh, maybe it's better than this tinker dance I've seen. So um, probably. Yeah. Um, so uh, everybody goes, right. Everyone, everyone goes to Emmons Field. Uh, he's amazed at the changes in the town, right? The forest was pushed back a little bit, uh, making it easier to defend. Uh, they've got a row of stakers that's planned around the village. There's sentries everywhere looking a little bit more like they're ready for for um and an attack right so uh perrin as he's coming in right he's hearing everyone call him perrin golden eyes and well, they have a, and they have a banner for him much as like they rand should. Much as like they rand should it's a banner that's right yeah. Yeah, as they should yeah i mean he's been leading he's been leading the people i mean they, they've needed someone to kind of get behind lord luke was the guy but he wasn't doing enough clearly just and he's missing. To, and he's missing. And he's missing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, you, oh, funny. I don't see Clark Kent and Superman in the same room. I don't see <laughs> Bruce Wayne and Batman in the same room. I don't see Celine and Lanfear in the same room. I wow. don't see Luke and Slayer in the same room. Oh, wow. man. Wow. <laughs> wow. You're so sure of yourself. So <laughs> sure of yourself. Everyone, all, I'm sure the people who've read along before me are like, Matt, it literally has no idea what he's talking about. Well, I'm reading it for the first time. I don't know. Which is fine. Which is fun. I think it's great. I, this I, is a I, raw take. It's good. I, I love it. People have no idea how hard it is to sit over here and like try to keep somewhat of a, you know, even expression of of, <laughs> of, of, of a face that's like Matt. You're you could not be more dead wrong. Uh, yeah, it's so, it's <laughs> so great. It's so great. Um, no, you're right. Yeah. So we get back into Emmons Field. I'll, I'll take this away here. We uh, hop into Chapter Forty Three. Right. So care for the living. Varen's really here. Right. Yeah. Varen shows back up, and um, we're headed up to the Wine Spring in. Uh, Perrin needs healing, uh, and Varen is not actually that skilled. I believe they have to wait for Alana. I think that was one of the things like they needed. Yeah, she yeah. finally arrives, right, and and 
you know, is able to help out Perrin because it's just, it's, it's too much and the healing uh, goes on. So that's interesting to think about, right? That, that it, not just because you're an Aes Sedai, can you do anything and everything that they're all equal? That's why you have different Ajas and you have different people with different gifts and talents and strengths. Um, So Moraine has a bit of the, I mean, she's a pretty good healer, but look at Varen, nothing, you know, not much of anything. I mean, she really can't do much for, for Perrin. Yeah. It's a, it's a really cool way to have fantastical powers in a book and then avoid the Superman syndrome. You know, yeah, right. Uh, where you the, can't just cover cover everything. Yeah, yeah. It's not a catch all, and it makes you be more creative. It also makes uh, different scenarios that our characters get into, depending on the cast that's with them. Uh, it just it provides a lot of really unique writing opportunities for Robert Jordan. It's like one of my favorite thing uh, things about right. the magic in this world. Right. It's one of the things. It's it's kind of like uh, in, an, in an odd way. It's one of the things I kind of like about like say marvel compared to dc like dc is you have like five superheroes that all have like a bunch of powers except batman who's just rich but he can do everything and then like you have like (laughs) or then you have marvel on the other side where you have like hundreds of characters they all do kind of like one thing so you kind of like need to bring people together like the x-men right they all have like one power pretty much and then they work together as a team it is cool i do i I do like that the ice and i are basically the x-men is kind of the you know you might be on something. <laughs> oh, might, might, might be kind of might be kind of might be kind of an easy easy. Do the eyes that I show up in WandaVision? Who knows? Who, Who knows? knows? Good maybe, Lord. Here maybe, we go. Maybe <laughs> the Marvel case. But no. No, but I do like I do like Varen. Varen is my brother Jeremy, who was our Aiel chief clan. He said that's yeah. like one of his one of his favorite characters. So shout yeah. uh shout out there. But yeah, so Varen's cool. here. Um, so, uh, Perrin asked for loyal, right? Yeah. And, uh, he's going to ask loyal straight up, can, Wake straight it. up. Can we, sh- can we shut this thing down? It needs shut down after it what does. he saw. I mean, and so, and what you, what you find out is loyal is unwilling, you know, he didn't want to destroy, destroy, or, you know, um, Waygate. It's not something that they're, that they're. That they, that they want to do but now he feels responsible loyal feels responsible parents parents trying to be no it's all my responsibility i'm the leader here blah 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 if i saying you can't do everything sit down uh type of situation sometimes you need people to step up you need I mean, it's, it's a team it's a it's actually a theme if you pay attention to to robert jordan's uh, the, to this to the series um you notice that you have people who have tons of powers but not one person can do it all that's right or yeah. Can he? As I see Matt looking over there, like, or can the dragon ride again? Well, he couldn't, sometime. he couldn't bring somebody back from the dead. That's true. He yeah. could not. He also could not be in the maybe two rivers while he was later. In, 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 wow, maybe he can later. Well, it's like yeah, you know, I feel I feel like Robert Jordan will be. He's like from what I've seen so far is like he'll show you something, uh-huh. and then like later down the line, he'll be like, yeah, watch know. out, yeah, watch, yeah, watch out. Yeah, uh, and I was wrong earlier, by the way. I was thinking of Will Alcine, um, who is the pretty boy kind of in, in the two. You were asking, who is the kid who's like constantly talking to Perrin? And in this chapter, it's, I always say his name wrong. Um, is it, is it Finn, uh, what's his name? Fingar is his last name. He's in the very e- uh, first book. Ewan, Ewan? Yeah, something like that. Ewan? Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah, I, I forget. So, somebody will let you know. I'm sure. Somebody will. Let I'm you sure know. they will. I'm sure they. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let's go. To, let's go to chapter 44. So Perrin's getting healed at the end. At the end of F, end of 43, uh, the breaking storm. So this is where uh, definitely some, some 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 things begin to happen. And then 45 is kind of like that that big one. 
um, for Perrin at least. So Perrin uh, wakes up in, in one of the rooms in the Wine Spring Inn. Uh, Fael is with him, and by the looks of it, she spent the night in a chair near his bed. Fael makes it very clear Perrin needs to rest. Uh, so clear, in fact, that Perrin gets suspicious. Uh, he wants to know what she's hiding. After a bit of evading, uh, the question sh uh, she tells him, Gall and Loyal, were seen leaving Emmonsfield at dawn. Uh, Perrin suspects Loyal wants to close the way gate. He still thinks uh, it is his responsibility, so he wants to get up uh, to go with them. Um, you know, they, they can't be that far. He gets up, uh, he dresses, tries to make his way downstairs, and Fael tries, Fael tries to stop him. Uh, and he's weaker than he wants to admit. He kind of stumbles and falls down. Um, Marin Alvier, and this is this is actually this is I would say this this little segment right here is really I really appreciated it, right? Yeah. Because it's like inside of all of this madness, it's it's kind of cool to get. Um, it's a good it's a really good character development in the way that Robert Jordan writes it. I just really liked right where you have you know Mr. Salvier kind of telling. Fael, like this is how you have to deal with this is right. how you have to deal with right yes um and there was actually a lot of it in in this block we'll get to some of it with rand and, and, and elaine not that they're together but elaine kind of thinking about it uh when she's like when she's like getting dressed she's like is this you know she's like thinking about like if she was having a conversation with rand and she's like is this what you'd want me to wear rand you know like yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that it's just, it's yeah. just funny and it's just like this one it's like this like like two sentence little segment inside of this like bigger bigger thing uh and she knows she's just thinking about it. it's just it's it's it is his world building and how how he how he does build just like these small little character development things which seems small but they go a long way um yeah. like inside of these things he kind of kind of weaves these in here uh these little nuggets really and i i, I really i do really appreciate well, that um in his writing yeah yeah so, so i i this uh, that, that is a really cool point i mean because faelis has to come in and figure out how to deal with a two rivers man and right. who would know better than than you know uh, Marin Alvier, who who right. has had to deal with Two Rivers men the whole time? It's like a respect for culture. You're coming into a new place. Fael is realizing this. It's said numerous times that Two Rivers people are stubborn. There's a certain way in which you have to kind of handle them. So leave it to the women's circle to say, let's bring her in. Right. Let's let's show her. Let's let's teach her the ways. Let's show, show her, her the up. ropes. Yeah. And she does drastically kind of change. And all of a sudden, Perrin's like taken back, like, huh? Oh, like all of a sudden, oh, he's right. kind of like, oh. <laughs> like, and you're like, come on, is this really working? And it and it kind of is. So it's cool. Yeah. No. So I. I yeah. I. I did. I did. I did appreciate that. Um, but basically, there's a, there's like a trollic. There's trollics outside. Right. I mean, it's yeah. it's I mean, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Not, it's not just like it's not like hey, it's not just, hey, parent, we need you to get up because our parents like I want to get up because I need to go do some stuff. It's like there's Trollocs outside. I need to I need to get up. This is like really important. Right. Um. And and uh, so it, basically what happens is that the Trollocs are pretty easily defeated. Yeah. Yes. And mm -hmm. then the question is why? And we will find and we will find out. And this kind of goes into the. In, into the next chapter too, uh, forty-five. The Tinker Sword. This is kind of a a, a big. Uh, actually, I don't remember. I don't remember lengthwise, but I think I think something really and kind of kind of important happens. Yeah. Um, in 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 this chapter. So so guys, I mean, why? So the Trollocs attack and they're easily defeated. But what's the what's the point of that? Well, yeah, it's, it's they're setting up something, aren't they? I mean, they're you know, I mean, this is kind of. Um who is also controlling the Trollocs. 
Uh, the way gate is still open. Test the defenses. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you do know that you can over, you know, you get everybody in one spot, keep them right there, keep kind of checking those defenses and things. Yeah. And, and they're setting up for something, right? Yeah, so, maybe it's mm-hmm. maybe it's not even just testing defenses. It could be a distraction. We're not sure, uh, and we don't find out that answer in this in this group of chapters that we're doing for this part. So it's a nice little cliffhanger for us, I think. Yeah. Well, we do. There is. We do see. We do know that there was a raven spotted overhead. Yes. Right. That flies back. So it's. It seems to me like it's scouting. Mm-hmm. Seems. It was, seems it was like more it. so. It was more so. A, a, hey, all right. I'm gonna throw a little something at him. See what they can do, and then we can go from there. Yeah, and these these people are tougher than they appear. Right. Yeah, because if you can break through, I mean, this should have been, before defenses are set up and things, I think the Trollocs are kind of slow to kind of pick up on what's what's happening, um, how the defenses are being made. They've had no problem going onto a farm and killing, you know, 20-some yeah. uh, Abaras or whatever it was. Was it more than that? I mean, killed all how the many Trollocs? How many Trollocs yeah. were sent to attack during Beltane, like chapter Ooh. Yeah, that's a good question, actually. Yeah, I, don't know. I don't think it was that many. I don't think it was either. I, th- I, I, I want to say a score, maybe two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but the point is, yeah, this should have been enough to maybe if they can break through. Everyone's kind of remember they cleared the wood. They cleared the wood so that they could see and give themselves time as the as the as the Trollocs were attacking. So they're right there. I mean, they're just just you know, just out of sight. And ready to kind of make a charge if if um, that was successful. Also, the crazy thing is too, the Murdra are hiding hiding back in there. The Fades are just, yeah. just sending, you know, it's suicide mission. Send a couple of these guys yeah, in. Fodder, yeah, yeah, done. So, but yeah, yeah. so yeah, the big one though, I think which this chapter, right? Your your big takeaway is is some of this. You bounce back. It's conversation between. Uh, Perrin and Jeffrey Bornhold and Falma bring, is brought up again. The Tinkers, uh, Perrin and and you know his his relationship with Aram and what's happening with the sword, right? Is is kind of the bigger thing here as we're setting the stage for all of this. You know, right? Get your defenses yeah. get ready. Yeah. Okay. All right. So here, uh, let me let me get to some of the summary just a little bit here. Um, so Perrin gets to the other side of the village. He sees smoke in the distance, farms and fields burning, no doubt. The men guarding the old road seem excited, but not afraid. Uh, they try to tell him at once what happened. It takes Perrin a moment to figure out that they have been shooting at the remains of Ryan's group of traveling people. He yells at the tinkers. They can come out now. Nobody will harm them. When the tinkers approach some of the two rivers, uh, people object. Tinkers steal and not just things. Children, too, as Daisy Conger puts it. Uh, Perrin will have none of that and asks if they want um, to leave uh, those people to the Trollocs. Properly ashamed of themselves, the two pe- Rivers people let the Tinkers in. Perrin is shocked at how few there are left. Rain seems to be devastated. Uh, and, you know, Isla supports him. Uh, when uh, While Fahil is distracted while, with getting the Tinkers settled, Perrin considers sneaking away after Loyal and Gaul. Before he has the chance, however, Master Luhan catches up with him, asking him to help him with a problem uh, in the smithy. When Perrin straightens that out, there is another problem and another and another. It seems the two rivers people can't do anything without his leadership. Shortly after midday, midday, Lord Luke rides into the village. 
he is mildly mildly impressed with the victory in his own condescending way. Big surprise. Yeah, big surprise. And, <laughs> and exhausted, Parent rides back to the Wine Spring Inn. Again, more people bother him with things they should know perfectly well how to take care of until Mistress Alvier chases them out. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, Parent yellow eyes. Yeah, he's he's the leader and like it's almost like they know what to do. He needs to tell them you know what to do, go do it. And until he does that, they're thinking, I want to make sure because this guy, I need his approval. We do know what to do. And before they wouldn't ask, before the village council and the women's circle, they had to debate it out and we know best, you know best. And now everyone from both circles are kind of coming in. Let's check let's let's check with golden eyes. Yeah, he's he's right. coming in as a leader, but it has it makes me wonder, you know, he has this plan to go off and and maybe even it could be a suicide mission to go try to close the way gate, right? Yeah. Um so is it the Edmondsville people realizing Perrin's a leader or is it the wheel weaving? That's what I was that's a great question. That's what I was that's what I was going to ask and I mm -hmm. feel like this might be something that two to three books from now we'll find out was something involving a Taviran. That's as, what I was loyal, as loyal says it right is <laughs> right because remember remember when when rand goes to that town and suddenly everyone gets married mm -hmm. yeah that's is it mean. is yep. it is it something like that because they do have some lines here later where they talk about like maybe not necessarily parent being a king but they look towards a king right and they talk a little bit about like you know parent actually you have the opportunity here to bring this back think about like what what could happen if you bring sort of Edmonds field back into the fold right yeah. um in um uh not with is it kyrie camelin kyrie but with and right yeah yeah, yeah. To bring yeah. to bring to bring two rivers back into the seat with uh, with Andor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, because technically it does fall under that, but they haven't really, you know, right? They haven't paid taxes. They haven't, done, yeah, no, no, they haven't, yeah, they haven't done anything. And it's like, imagine if a parent, if you were to bring them back, like what that could do, and the allies you could well make down the road and and stuff like that. So, yes, and actually they they haven't belonged for so long. They're so far out there uh, that they need their own lead. I mean. When right. they need that's help, part of, that's right part of the now. conversation too, right? Yeah, where, where are the defense? Where are the the you know men of of um, Camelin and what is Queen Morgay's doing? Right. I mean, where are they at? There's no one here. They're under attack. They can't even get word out. The other surrounding villages know what's going on. The attacks have been less there, and they're focused on uh, Emmons Field for some reason. So, uh, yeah, I think I think they have a right to kind of look towards someone, one of their own, who's going to step up and and lead them. Now, is that the wheel weaving? Is that Taviran? Is that whatever? Is it one question. and the same? Is it all the same? Uh, you know, I don't know. Um, read and find out, right? But uh, <laughs> right. Uh, there's a couple more things in here that are, that are pretty interesting. Um, well, but we, need, we obviously need to talk about Aram. Yeah, that's what I was going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean... So these pe the, like the, the tinkers come in and they you could see it on Rain's face that they are distraught because of the loss and and you can get into, I think specifically someone very close to them was lost I can't remember who it was but he 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 sees a sword in the common room of the wine spring inn and he picks it up and Isla comes down and says no no Abraham that's not, that is not our way. You know, put the sword down. It is kind of a, whew, 
I mean, it is, she is, bro, I mean, it just, it just, uh, it'll, it'll, it'll break you. I mean, it's sort of like, cause they're, he's this, when you see him, when he's dancing with Egwene and all this is parents, almost a little bit jealous, like, you know, Egwene, they're having a good time. They're dancing and these people seem to be so carefree, but don't they know what's going on? We've just been under attack. Trollocs are chasing us, but yet they're acting so in, in this way and living life to the full. It just seems so different. Right. And then now you see that same young man walk into the wine spring in and pick up a sword. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, like when, when you see someone not taking something as serious as they should, and you're like, I wish they'd get their comeuppance and then they get it. And then you feel bad and you go, ah, I know. You know ah, yeah. You know, there's always a little bit of empathy there and that's kind of, it's kind of what this is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And because the platform per- and I mean, and, and you, and I, I like what parent, I like what parent says, you know, about, Every man has the right to defend himself. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. Yes. It, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and the type of persecution that the Tinkers have faced is different. They do keep on the move. It keeps them safer. And they have kind of stayed out of some of these bigger conflicts and, and things like that. They're still harassed and harried by different groups and, and, and things um, and abused in different ways. Right. And so they've seen some of those hardships. But really, they avoid, I think, a lot of the major conflicts and major slaughter uh, and things. And now they're caught up in something that is unavoidable. And for young Aram, it's the first time he's seen anything like this, I think. And he is just people you love and cared about and you couldn't pick up a sword or, or, or anything to strike back and to, and, to, and to defend your people. And he's torn um, by, by that. I, these were a group of people during the Age of Legends, which you've already seen in the visions of Rudion, who were um, respected, almost like sacred-like individuals that, that were servants to the servants. I mean, they were servants to Aes Sedai back during the Age of Legends. And so but now that we know that, too, and you look at how much respect there was for that type, that way of life and that... It's just hard to see those people go through that um, and struggle with their own belief, but then also to see one of their own leave. It's something. It's something. But uh, it's it's a moment for Perrin and, and, and Aram to, yeah, he has a right. He has yeah. the right. So yeah. So okay. Well, there's some other there's some other big stuff that's going on, right? Um, this, this is everything that's going on, right? So. He wants parent to kind of teach him right um, how to how to use it, and he doesn't really know uh, because he parents like I don't I don't use a sword, but there is somebody here who does, okay, and you should find him. And his name is Tam Althor. And at one point, parent sees Tam and he says, "Wow, that sword just it's like this one little line. oh yeah 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 and, it, <laughs> and it's about like this, yeah. and it's just like wow that sword looks good on him it just looks like yeah. he goes with it." Much like we've been told with Rand many, many times that, oh, the sword just looks like it goes with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, the question still comes up. How is it that Tam Althor came across a Heron Mark blade? Read and find out. <laughs> <laughs> I have learned to say so, that. I mean, just right. I mean, obvious, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, at least for no. At you're right. We do know Tam Althor. We do know Tam, we know Tam fought in some wars, and and he can and use that sword. That Perrin knows that. And use some sword, yeah. and yeah. Tam's obviously lived some sort of secret life that will will get more and more and more. De- you know, we we know obviously he at some point found Rand, and so we. That's right. You know, yeah, so. that's right. right. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. We we do know that. And um, by the way, yeah, you think about all the other people in there 
how much respect they have for Tam. You've got Warders. You've got other great fighters that you could have <laughs> sent him to, but you sent him to Tam. So right. badass. And that's pretty. Cool. Yeah, gonna be yeah, cool to as, see him in as, the show. As, as, yeah, yes. as we and played by I forget the guy's Bruce name. Bolton. Bruce Bolton. <laughs> Bruce Game Bolton. of Thrones. It's gonna yeah. be so cool to see him as a good guy too. I'm so excited. Yeah, not a vampire. So, yeah. Not a weird. Not a weird uh, kind of creepy dude. But I'm so excited for it. Yeah, because Tam Tam Althor is a boss. As sure we say, is. right? Yes, <laughs> as, as, we, as, 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 as we say. So, um, okay. So some other things going on here is uh, White Cloaks show up and they are yeah. led by Dane Bornhold. So yeah. if you yep. remember, Dane Bornhold is the father of Jeffrey Bornhold, who Perrin may have taken out. So yeah, that's going to cause allegedly, 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 allegedly. Right. Child Bayar and his just like, I mean, casting. I mean, accusations left and right. Propaganda. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. Taking something. Now, did did Perrin strike at some of did Perrin kill White Cloaks? Yes, right. he did. He did. Did they deserve it? Sure. Well, I mean, lives were, were at stake and it seems like, you know, they were pretty free with their swords and their aggressiveness and things like that so yeah it is it is what it is uh they don't even think that the sean chan are real said made up i was like what are you talking about i know yeah i know (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, uh a whole a whole army and white cloaks are saying no no, no." now i am but i am starting now i'm starting to think that the the white cloaks are just as have just as much view over everything that's going on as as the White Tower, which we'll get to here here in a bit. I mean, if, uh, mm. if we'll get to the White Tower and how how great of a job they're doing. Oh so, my <laughs> gosh! God. Cut the oh funding. my gosh! Uh, so seriously, but <laughs> the then the get the funding seriously. Stop the oh. count. Okay, stop. I mean, here we go. <laughs> stop the still. So, is that stop the stilling? No, seriously, stop the gentling, stop the stilling, stop the gen, stop the stilling. Oh so, my gosh. Um, all right, so then we know, right, that, uh, yeah, right, there's a lot of stuff, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff going on. Bornhold is here, he's seeing all the dead Trollocs, he's not really <laughs> impressed, or whatever. Then he says, Tarn Ferry was destroyed. But you know what? That means he was at Tarn Ferry, and I was told to never trust anybody from a Tarn. Never trust a Tarn Ferry man. So that's right. Don't trust him. How can you? How can you believe anything that he says? Which leads us into the next little segment in which, oh, look who's here, Lord Luke, and he says, "Hey, were you there with a man named Ordeeth, or as we know him, Padon Fane?" Yeah. And then Perrin is 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 surprised to know. That they know each other. Oh, yeah. geez. I wonder how this weird, random, odd guy, Lord Luke, yep, uh, happens to also know Ordeeth or Padon Fane. Yeah, I mean, and I'll still say it. I'll still say it. Ordeeth, Mordeeth, as I know you won't tell me, but how is there not a connection? I don't. I, mean, I <laughs> read and find out. Find uh, out. We got to put down the fork and read. I heard a wise yeah. man said that once. Seriously. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I mean, there are some uh, things that I didn't even, again, uh, this is something that, uh, you know, Sir Jimmy, I try to, like, there's this dense, we got a dense book series. There yeah. are some things that we didn't hit on the podcast that maybe if we went back and looked at, we could we could make a few more assumptions Start to make and some things. connections on. Yeah, but that's okay. We're, we're hitting this on, on, on a kind of a, a broad scale here. Um, it'll be 
real clear uh, as we continue. So, but yeah, it, it, this is this is very interesting with with Pot on Fane showing up and the White Cloaks and what have they been doing this whole time? You're supposed to be out helping and protecting the two rivers, but you're here to pick a fight. We're in a fight, guys. You know, we're in a fight. What are they doing here? Um, they want Perrin to answer for his crimes. They're throwing the events of Falma at his feet, saying, this was also you. Um, and Dane Bornhold cannot let go of the fact that his father is dead, uh, and he thinks it could have been, air quote, a dark friend. Anything that looks suspicious, you know, I don't know. It's They're calling everyone dark friends. And you can see that, what do you call it, zeal, zeal uh, the, the... Zealot, zealotry. Yeah, zealot, yeah. Kind of starting to really um, flare up in yeah. the White Cloaks. Ironically, it's Jeffram Bornhold back at Falma who warned one of the questioners and who warned uh, even Child Bayar and others about that type of behavior. Not everyone is a dark friend. And he sees it more and more and more. We have the ability to walk in and say, dark friend, dark friend, dark friend. And it doesn't do us any good. There, there's, not a few, there's not a lot of people in this White Cloak faction that say that. And the one that was saying it was killed at Falma. Yeah. So Had such a big impact on, on the trajectory of that group. Yes. Yeah, big time. Big time. So because now they're they are just, I mean, you can almost you, you can feel it, you can see it. Um, the fire in Dane Bornhold's eyes, really child by our too, for some odd reason. I mean, he is he is he hates Perrin. He's gunning um, for him. Yeah. Yeah. But they're trying and, to figure out the connection between them and Ordeeth and what where has he been and what happened to his minute. Because if you remember Ordeeth was took a faction of them and their cloaks were not as white anymore. They seem to care less mm -hmm. about taking care of their 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 stuff. And so yeah. And I do, and I, and and really, this is this is kind of it for Parent in, in our block of chapters. Um, but uh, I do think I, I do think it's interesting because if you go back, remember when when Parent is talking to the guy, the the whoever it is, the guy who is the guy's name, Will, or that's asking Parent all the questions. Dude, did you do this? Did you do this? And he's kind of oh, Fingar, yeah, Fingar, yeah. right? Yeah. Parent chooses he, he there's a there's like there's like one line of internal dialogue where he t he's talking about what happens with rand and matt and he is very specific in not mentioning that you know rand might actually be the dragon reborn uh because that would scare a lot of people and so now you have the white cloaks show up and they're making all kinds of accusations about hey this is what happened at falma and stuff like that and they seem to know a lot more about this and so i'm wondering if that is going to be something that's said later that might cause people who may be a little hesitant mm -hmm. around like maybe the tinkers or um the people in emmons field because remember some of that when perrin first showed up some of the people in emmons field said he's a dark friend Right. There was some yep. resistance toward him and now it's yeah. kind of changed. And so um, this may not happen, but uh, I'm just kind of like, ooh, I, I again, sometimes I just from my point of view, reading for this for the first time, I like to see where is Robert Jordan kind of going. And it's kind of like that's kind of a dynamic dynamic I'm kind of seeing is like, OK, well, now so maybe people may maybe the maybe the white cloaks will hear kind of say some things that people in the town will hear and be like, well, hold on a second. Karen, uh, mm -hmm. you haven't kind of told us the whole story here. <laughs> like, yeah, what I would don't happen think that, if I don't, Rand I, came back? I don't think that they know. They, they obviously don't know that Rand might has raised a dragon banner and mm -hmm. and and things. 
yeah, it's interesting to see how information travels through this world, right? Um, it, it's it's not instant uh, transform uh, transmission of of knowledge. So it'll it'll be interesting to see how that impacts them when they find out that Rand is the Dragon Reborn. Uh, and I wonder if we'll ever see Rand come back, you know, to his home village and how he would be received uh, by a group of people who are about tens purposes not exactly informed and can be very superstitious. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, and this is sort of a this is a stepping stone for them, right? Because you get parent and you start to say, uh, there is, like, now we got a lot of Trollocs. We're starting to believe, like, that's not just something we hear about in stories. They're here right. and we have experience fighting them, which is more than a lot of the other surrounding people. Um, they have more experience with Trollocs than a lot. I mean, most of it's up, you know, at Tarwin's Gap or, you know, uh, in, in near the, um, all the, the border countries, border nations, you know, so... Isn't yeah. it also interesting, um, and then we, we can move on to the next chapter, too, you, you know, you, you look at our band of characters, and who, most, they, well, they all pretty much, came, um, and except for the characters we've begun meet, meeting, our group from Emmons Field, like, you think about the things that they have done, and the things that they, they've seen now, <laughs> and it's like, these are people who have now faced Trollocs, and, and, and stood, you know, stood in front of Queens, and, and gone, gone to, like, the, gone to the White Tower, and, and all of these things, but they're still so kind of concerned and worried about like their history, right? From this tiny little town still has so much sway over them. Like Nynaeve, uh, you know, had had kind of like visions of like, oh, my God, like, did I abandon the people in Emmons Field and mm -hmm. the women's circle? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Perrin coming back here and he's called, you know, I mean, he's called he's called a I mean, if Perrin goes to another village and, and somebody calls him a dark friend i don't think he really just whatever brushes it off but here it here it has a little more sway because these are people he grew up with and even somebody like you know mr salvier right being able to to come in and say no no no, this is how you take care of him and 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 all that and i it's just it's just i i, I kind of like it i think it's i think it's kind of interesting i think that with a lot of people i mean i think you know like you know yeah i think it shows the roots kind of the case the roots of yeah. the characters and and, and you're right. They go through a lot of changes, even over four books. And we and we look back and it, it's it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, and it's it's an amazing journey so far. Uh, but it's nice to see that the things that we learned um, at the core values of, of what this uh, little team had, um, they, they stay true to that. And it's still important to them. And, you know, the people that we love the most in, in our lives. Uh, that we see succeed are people who remember their roots. You know, I think of Dwayne Johnson constantly talking about where he came from and, and, and the values that he was taught as a kid. And, you know, a lot of people look up to him because of that. And I think it's what it's probably one of the strongest uh, pieces to the characters that Robert Jordan has crafted here in the story. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and I also, I also just like, um, you know, and this just this, what we see with Perrin here um, kind of reminds me of what we saw at the beginning of this book in which, you know, we don't really see Rand that much in The Dragon Reborn. And mm. then he's having a conversation with the Gwaine in which he's now proclaimed as the Dragon Reborn and he's used the power and he's literally sitting in the throne of Tyr and he has Kalendor sitting right next to him. And Egwene, and Egwene kind of comes in and they kind of revert immediately back to like the way they are for that yeah. for that brief that, just for that brief little chapter where she they kind of come in and, and they still of, bicker know, and they're teasing each other and yeah. bickering and it's just great it's great it's it's great to see them kind of slip back into that uh, even mm -hmm. just for that that brief moment considering everything else that's going on because it it shows you just how much their characters have um, evolved and yeah. evolved. 
you know, and another thing is, is like one of the things that we look for when we when we read an epic fantasy or like a really good piece of fiction is that we want to know like our characters main motivations throughout the narrative. Right. And what was the motivation for leaving? It was to save Edmonds Field. Right. And that is why it is still so important to them to see each other, to think about, oh, what's the, you know, what what are they doing? What's the council doing? And, and they they care about where they came from, because at the root of the story, the motivation was to save our home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so good. Well, yeah, you take some of the, the I mean, uh, I know a lot of folks know the Lord of the Rings series um, and how much Robert Jordan kind of loved, you know, that and Tolkien's works. Uh, for the Shire, I mean right. that's what it's for, right? You like, like this is all throw it in the fire for the Shire. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I get that. I mean that's that's they it is a good reminder of who the characters are, who their people are, um, that they were small, simple uh, people, and they've grown into something much more. But they, it was needed, and it is all to defend that simple, you know, honest lifestyle that they had at the beginning of the book series. Yeah. yeah, the people they loved, it. for better or for worse, you know, they are stubborn, but, you know, they're my stubborn people, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's cool to diverge from the Tolkien themes and stuff. You know, how cool would it have been to see the Shire at some midpoint during the journey, you know, the Mordor, like right. someone had split yeah, off. That's right. We get to do that here. Uh, and that, right. that's one of the key differences, you know, I mean, obviously it starts off very Tolkien-esque, but it branches out to so much more in mm-hmm. its own narrative. And, and this is a, another special piece, I think. Yep. You're right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, chapter 46, Veils. So this one kind of uh, jumps around a bit. It's it's a it's a bigger. The next few chapters are are, are big, um, mm-hmm. big big chapters here. Um, so as we go into Veils, so we're we're kind of. Do you have something else? Well, as I was gonna say, like the, we're sh- we're shifting points of view here. Like, we're going to a different, whole different location, right? We're whole different location. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're so we're we're done with Perrin for for. For today yeah and right then we, we kind of yeah. now we're going to kind of deal with the and then we move to the armor and sea and one of these we just with time we may hold over for um ex- extended ex- ex- extended edition yeah, yeah. well I, with this one i kind of thought if you want to i can give you a quick just kind of rundown of what happens in this chapter yeah, go right ahead i don't know if there's any major takeaways from this but um really we go back to and <clears throat> this happened in our last batch of chapters where we are uh we're back in tanchico and we have the characters characters name I, well, I could not say last episode uh Egianen Egianen <laughs> let's get easy. that right easy name to easy pronounce. name <laughs> yeah Egianen um, egg egg yeah yeah there we go um so she yeah she is kind of again trying to get information we know that one of the she's been approached by an unknown Shanchen uh you know member um, who's seeking truth and is trying to get her to map out some of the city. She's trying to figure out more about the Suldam and she wants to put an Adam on, on one of on one of the Suldam, see if she can cause someone to channel. I mean, she's on to a secret here that could really fracture the uh, their understanding, their way of life, the way, how they do things, some of the core beliefs that they have in the Shan Chen Empire. So, you know... Because they kind of believe, like all those people who are holding the other end of the leash, if they can channel as well, well, they should be leashed according to their belief system. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's they're not worthy of that. So then, who could hold the? Do you have to have? Do you have to be able to channel to hold the leash? Uh, can it be anyone? I mean that that type of thing. So 
that's really what what she is dealing with and she's kind of tracking we got gelb back here again who we made a connection with um between gelb and and bail doman and you know his his whole group uh and so he's been running errands been doing different things working for different groups one time he's working for agianan is he working for someone else now uh looks like he's about to kidnap someone and she is following these two girls she's following these these two uh individuals turns out that it is elaine and nynaeve right so she's following them and they are attacked and she steps in thinking she, she's going to help them she seemed to kind of recognize them she thought maybe they were they're about to uh, to, to embrace saidar and and they don't want to draw out the black aja so what do they do suddenly Egyanen, uh steps in and saves the day right thugs go away and you know we're good um now she's invited back to and i forget where the place is that they're staying um it's a particular uh, end of some kind yeah it has a really good is one of the chapters i think but um regardless like she's invited back and and they're talking tom and julian are coming in and out you're talking about lady uh amathera and the new panarch and so, some of the politics that are going on here and like what are the white cloaks doing why is there so much un like like instability happening why do we need to put a new panarch in tom's been checking up on that julian's checking up on that remember they're hunting the black aja that's their goal they're trying to find them get some of the artifacts back maybe bring them what are they gonna do Sub subdue them i mean uh catch them report back to the white tower whatever it is they're just seeking them I, it's almost like what do you do when you catch them i mean what, what are they gonna do yeah. um but anyway so yeah there's there's all of that kind of happening there is a mysterious woman who does enter at the so it's broken into kind of three points of view but uh at one point Egyanen will leave and she's going to come back later and have drinks and tea and whatnot with them on on a later date but a mysterious woman walks in and embraces Saidar and you mm -hmm. got to think to yourself they're hunting women who who can who who can channel they happen to be black aja is is who they're hunting and this person does something to both of the women and it's really kind of mysterious as as to as to what happens so i don't know and i know you're both reading the doc right now <laughs> i don't know if it's stated uh directly as to who this individual is yet so if we have anybody who is you know tr keeping up exactly with us i think maybe we save some of that am i wrong i can't remember that's why i wanted to jump in before we said anything um, so, so from what I remember, we, I don't believe we know, um, who this person really is. Uh, okay. however, we do know that, uh, she's essentially able to get a lot of information. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Uh, they're almost like, they're so willing to obey and anything to please. And they want to just, you know, yeah, they just uh, start yeah. divulging their, you know, their plans, uh, all about the black Aja, all of the stuff just pouring out of their mouths. And then right. they don't remember a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think I, I wanted to, I wanted to caution us just in that, like, yeah, who, who is this? We can talk more about it. If I'm wrong and it's actually stated in here, I like to air on this podcast on the side of not spoiling things. Okay. So, right. you know, people can get upset yeah, well, about that. I'm, but... I'm checking it out and rereading it again. All right. Well, let's, all right. Well, let's, 
I say I say let's go to let's go to 47 because that's like the big mm-hmm. sort of event. Um, and then maybe we'll save kind of 48 and 49 go together. It's the Rand chapter. Maybe we'll save those for extended. Okay. Um, sure. Ex- extended extended edition, and then we can kind of finish. We can finish up here with with forty seven. Because I mean, we're hitting a big. big home run with this one. I mean, this it's, is this is this is this is this is yeah. big, right? Stop so, the st- stop the stilling. Stop stop stop. The yeah. So <laughs> all right. So we get we get two point of views. Uh, this chapter. Um, Suan Sanche. Um, and uh, and men. Right. And every time I, now all I hear when I say Suan San. Sanche, like yes, you know the way it's spelled is Suan, you know Sean Chan. Um, it's like all I can, all I can think of now every time I read it. Um, but right, Suan, Suan, right? She's in her office checking the day-to-day runnings of the White Tower. Um, her habit had always been to check one or two things at random each day. She notices that uh, Danielle or Danelle whichever way I, I can't remember but it's a young brown sister um has appeared not to notice the two uh the two large numbers of builders that had been hired to rebuild part of the library she's like you know they could build the build an entire library with that many men so she's frustrated um that she can't concentrate um because she has um she has a message from moraine right mm-hmm. the yeah. sling has been used the shepherd holds the sword, sword. Let's and go. nothing since. Wow. Once the hall had learned that somebody had taken Calendor, they voted unanimously and with no need for arm twisting that the White Tower should try to guide him. She keeps the message in a warded box along with other messages. One says that the novice who brought Min to see Swan is missing. Uh, she was actually killed by an unknown channeler. Then you have, uh, there's a man in Giladon who is preaching the glories of the dragon reborn. He is Masima. Preach uh, it now. Shinar- Preach the it. The Shinaran soldier who has <laughs> traveled with Rand in the, he's is in the Great Hunt, right? Uh, Mazrum Taim has uh, not been found. Tension between Ardaman and Terabon is rising once more, and ships have gone missing in the Arth Ocean. Two Aes Sedai are missing in Ilion and one in Camelon, while a lot of her eyes and ears are silent. Suddenly. Suddenly. <laughs> yep. The door to her study opens and more than a dozen women strode into her study. They are led by Eliida, who includes several reds. Danelle, who was right, you know, uh, she mm-hmm. was worried about earlier, of the brown Aja, Jolene of the green Aja, uh, Shamarin of the yellow Aja, Alvarian of the white. Um, from later chapters, we. Oh, that's something oh. in the thing I shouldn't have seen. Okay, yeah. but it just uh-huh. it just gives names to people. Yes, Sorry, yes, yes. that's that's in the thing. Okay. Only Sorry. group not represented, and it's fine. You're good. Jay, you just stop. You stopped yourself. Right. Yeah. Okay. Blue it's just Audrey okay. Not there. It's just it's just a few people who are who are there and they're named, um, in this in the summary on the on the wiki. See, this is sometimes what happens to me, but it just says their names. We don't. I don't know who they are. It doesn't say anything. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. So only, yeah, only, only the blue Aja is not represented, which is, right. as we know, the Aja of Moraine. Right. Um. So Suan orders Eliada to Eliada to leave before I make you wish that you were an ignorant novice again. Jeez, man. But, uh, but she stays, and Eliada <laughs> takes the striped, um, uh, the stripped. The strip stole from Swain's shoulders. You were never fit for it. Without her notice, Swan had been shielded, and Eliada weaves 
flows of air to bind her, crushing her arms to her side. Um, Alvarian looks though the papers on Suan's desks and tries to open the water box, but it is uh, it, but it flared in a ball of flame. She had not noticed the delicate ward. Eliida tells Suan that the hall uh, met earlier. Not all the sisters, but enough um, to meet our laws were pre- uh, were present, and they voted to remove her from the Omerlin seat. Major, major. I, I mean, I, so how are you gonna do her like that? Well, here's the thing. Uh, Jimmy, let me ask you. When you first read this, what were you, what were you thinking? Because um, this is the Omerlin seat who we're thinking is like the most powerful person. Worth, I, I remember saying, this person's going to be there in the end to lead us in the Yeah, in the I battle. Suwan's one of my favorite characters. I like her backstory, you know, being on a fisher boat, the whole, the whole nine, right? Yeah. Uh, so this, to me, in the first four books... This was the most monumental moment for me. Uh, I just really, it, it, it kind of shocked me. It kind of shocked me because I kind of expected her to be like, oh, you're going to try to remove me? And then just like, boom, blast them. Right. Not what happens nope. at all. No, not at all. I mean, you, it's, almost, it's almost like, uh, again, I think this was written beforehand, but when uh, you remember, I can't believe I'm about to make a Harry Potter reference here. Somebody stop me. But like, like when they come in to arrest uh, Dumbledore. And he does the whole oh. Phoenix, baby. He's a Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Just spoilers, bro. You haven't. Wow. <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I stop it right now. You are unbelievable. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, it's 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 pretty pretty interesting. And yeah, it's noted there are no blues. Uh, her own Aja probably would not have done. Like there would have been talks. There would have been like she maybe would have seen it coming. Uh, th- th- there definitely was some secrecy, some plotting going on behind her back here, right? They wouldn't have and, voted against her either. Right, right, exactly. And you can see she's looking at that number count. Like there's too many builders here for a particular building. She she has that passing thought. She needs, she's going to have to get after that brown sister later and tell like, this is, this is wrong. These numbers are wrong. Mm-hmm. Turns out that's the brown sister that walks in and she should have been paying a little more uh, attention to the finer details. And she was looking at bigger uh, strokes, waiting for Moraine. Uh, putting all of her trust there, and she, she's she's caught. You know, really, when you think about what Elida does here, they don't know what Suan knows. They think that important information is being held uh, from them concerning the Dragon Reborn, and that secret correspondence are going on. You did not rope uh, Moraine in. You did go to Shinar, and you didn't do a darn thing. Uh, up there, like, what was the whole point of the Omerlin seat making a big, uh, you know, I don't know, that was, that was a big move to go up there to, to really take the whole, uh, whole you know, kind of group uh, up to the borderlands. And then you had, a lot has, has gone wrong under her in the short amount of time that we've been with her, right? The, the Black Aja, the whisperings of that are just growing like crazy. Um, she's let Accepted go after them. I mean, I don't know that they know that necessarily, but uh, that's... That's definitely not a good thing. We know that, the reader. Um, Moraine was not brought back in, and she's been gone too too, too long. Uh, they do trust Varen, right? So Varen right. was somebody. Now Varen's in the Two Rivers, okay? So that ally is not there at the White Tower. So who's she got? I mean, she's got um, Leanne, who's out her, her keeper, but, I mean, we find out what happens to her. 
Yeah. Well, Someone... the, the girl, the girls are her ally, and they're all gone. They're all gone. Yeah. Uh, not that I don't. Not I don't think I don't think the three of them, you know, as pretty now, much novices, could take on could take on like full, like you know, uh, like twelve full eyes yeah. to die. But you know, they could certainly yeah, help. Yeah. Yeah, this is still a device. So, and we find this is not something that was just like overwhelmingly a majority of people said. I mean, it's by a narrow margin that this happens. I mean, you to leave out all of the blues and to not have them there is uh, that's that's right. interesting. This is not going to be. It's a, a coup. It, it's uh, a coup. Call it's it what a it coup. is. Yeah, it's it's right. it's 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 it's. Someone stop so. the stilling. Uh, so, so all right well well all right well let's get let's get to the second part of this chapter because then we basically get to kind of see what's going on from somebody else's point of view uh that's min who mm-hmm. we haven't seen in a while really um we know that min's been hanging out there um so min enters the tower after going to collect some silk right that you know laris claimed was just the color um you know to set off elmendria's complexion right so you know nothing super important <laughs> um, but she comes in and there's no guards at the gate. No gate to the tower guards were ever left unguarded. She walks into the ground. There's a group of men running into the clearing. They're all men who had come to the tower for training. And Gawain is leading them. Gawain tells men to leave, get off the grounds. It's dangerous. Um, Swan was deposed in, in the morning. He says that Hamar is going to try and free her. There's fighting everywhere. Uh, Gawain, uh, Gawain and the younglings run toward the tower and sounds of fighting can be heard. And all I hear when I hear younglings in basically oh, order no. type situation is, wow, here we wow. go. Again. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, uh, anyway, Min is upset, right? She doesn't know um, which side he's fighting for. You know, there's it's basically chaos, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now becomes kind of switches back uh, to Swan's point of view. She's in the dungeons and she has been stilled. I had to read it twice. It's crazy. Intense. It's crazy. She, she's not just locked up. I mean, yeah, she's and it's actually severed. It's, it's not. Right. And and even just reading it in the summary doesn't even doesn't even do it justice in the way that they describe it, because she's she's trying to use the power. And it's 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 almost it's not even like she's like, oh, I've been stilled. I mean, she's trying to use it and nothing happens. Then she comes to the realization. Yeah. I've been stilled. Like, I mean, it's almost like it's so it's not even just like it's not even just like it's shocking to her like oh my god she went from the most powerful woman in the world yeah to this yes some of this right here i have i kind of have some some of it which is you know she could not help the feeling for her great serpent ring um or feeling for her great serpent ring so they've taken that from her so her ring is gone uh it was no longer on her finger uh not that she expected it she thought she remembered when they had ripped it off things had grown hazy after a time thankfully blessedly hazy but she remembered telling them everything, eventually, almost everything. The triumph of holding back is like a scrap here, a bit there, in between howlings and answers, eager to answer if they only would stop, even for a little while, if only. She wrapped her arms around herself to stop her, her, her shudders. It did not work very well. I will remain calm. I am not dead. I must remember that above everything else, I am not dead. And then you have, you have Leanne there saying, Mother, are you awake? And they start to kind of talk about the things that happened. Right. She's, she feels um, this guilt that Leanne has also been stilled. 
her keeper, right? Who, who, by the way, and, didn't know nearly uh, as as much as you one would think a keeper would know. Yeah, and I like uh, the wiki. The Wheel of Time wiki does a really good job of kind of describing severing, right? Being being severed. Uh, and it says severing a person from the ability to channel is considered by most to be worse than death. A severed oh. channeler can still feel Sidine or Sidar's presence, but they no longer see, uh, seize or embrace it. It is often described to be as if part of the channeler itself has been cut away. And men, the experience of being severed is described as similar to castration. Without Oof. the ability of the to use the one power within themselves, those who are severed usually lose the will to live and will often die to various or direct causes connected to this. Death after being severed is commonly caused by suicide, refusing to eat or drink or simply become too weak to continue living. Does that not kind of sound like the first week of keto for Ez? No, he's cut God. off from the power of carbs. I was, yeah, severed, my friend. <laughs> he was right. severed, and so and so. You know, you think about think about why Tom <laughs> think about why Tom Marilyn is so, yeah, distrustful of yes. the Aes Sedai. Yes. Right? I mean, yeah, Suwon's not Suwon's not innocent here. I mean, I mean, I feel bad for her. I really like her character, but I mean, she's been at the head of a lot of stillings of, uh, for mm. all intents and purposes, innocent men. Absolutely. And to know that the the grief and the impact that that's had on people uh, is pretty, pretty intense. So I I, I just uh, it's interesting. It's interesting because now she's living the horrors that she has created for others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You talk about those crimes, uh, air quote crimes. Some people are going to be not happy with that. But (laughs) uh, yeah, you also have the stuff that has been going on since we started this book. And just yeah. us sort of watching uh, the way she's handled the White Tower. Uh, this this was something that we're, we're, it's built up in our mind that it, it couldn't go through something like this. It's meant to be like right. an example that we look up to. And, and here we are. We're watching all the plotting and the scheming and stuff. And we thought that Swan and Moraine had it all together. And they don't. Nope, um, not at all. And, you know, so... Uh, it's 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 unfortunate. They're supposed to be an order that works together, right? I mean, they have causes, they have different, you know, the, like responsibilities inside of each of their ajas and things. But yeah, I mean, it's because of the the secrets. It's because of all the secrecy and 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 the not knowing and just, I mean, and identity yeah. politics. Well, there you go. Yeah, that yeah. I mean, different yeah. color. I mean, it which is. aja are you? Yeah, yeah. It, right. it starts to be. It starts to really matter what color aja you are. Um, yeah. and, and what you represent and wh- what you think is correct, uh, how to treat, uh, the men with the power, but also just in general, um, it's interesting. It's a major moment. It's a major moment. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay. And then I think we'll save the next two chapters for extended edition, which are both Rand chapters and a quick kind of summary. in there is Rand's getting fed up a little bit with just about mm-hmm. everybody. Yes, he is. <laughs> he especially is the especially the Aiel and especially Moraine. He's getting so... pestered and jerked around every which way, and he's had enough. Right. He's had he's, enough. Yes. He's, yeah. He's he's he has had enough. So that's that's kind of that's kind of what uh, there's a lot de- um, some good Rand and Avienda kind of conversations in there. So that's kind of where I think is it's pretty good a pretty good place to leave that as we get close to about two hours on this podcast. Let's go. Woo. Well, hey, I'm telling you, I yeah, this is again. We just try to touch on some of the 
the major events, and then we just reactions, thoughts, commentary. It's such a fun series, and I've been saying to to Sir Matt and uh, Sir Jimmy, you know this. Like we we were talking um, just yesterday on on bend the knee, like. I've been so excited for Matt to get to some of these points and for us to now be able to go back and talk more about them. So on your first read through, there is so much to take in. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, I remember when I, when I was reading this, I said, okay, I, I got so much to keep up on in the two rivers and Rand. And now you're going to throw uh Tanchico and the white tower on me too. Yeah, That's man. four different things in this batch of chapters that you're, that you're trying to tackle. And, and keep track of. And Robert Jordan trusts you. He says, "Don't worry. My writing style is going to. I'm going to remind you of things. I'm, this, these are going to. These are going to build." I think he had to drop these in here. I don't know. It'd be interesting to go back and do a study of like when he had what written and did he need to move some of these chapters earlier in in here to make it make more sense to set things up. I mean, you, Jimmy, you were talking about the um, information and how it's shared and how that affects the story, and it does. It. it you know, in this, in this, um, situation. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's cool. I love it. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to, you know, finish this up. This book's, this book is huge and it's full of good stuff. Yeah. I think it's one more part, right? Yeah. Wow. We're we're nearing four. Yeah. Yeah. So we will be, what's book five? Lords of chaos. No, that is uh, fires of from heaven. Fires of heaven. Fires of heaven. Yes. 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 That is where I have stopped reading. Uh, So I guess I I can give an interesting perspective real quick. So I read the first uh, four books and then I got about halfway through book five and I, and I I decided to stop and wait for this podcast to catch up because I enjoy wheel of time the most when I'm enjoying it with heroes of the horn, Uh, check out the Patreon. I like it stuff, but Oh, and subscribe on YouTube. But uh, (laughs) I do want to say that. So this is, like the second time of me, you know, reading, you know, Shadow Rise. And I can tell you that I'm enjoying it immensely more on a type of reread, right? And I'm picking up things from listening to uh, Sir Matt and Sir Ez, and it has just really enriched the experience for me. And I'm so glad because book four was not my favorite on my first reread. But as I dove into this and covering these chapters and rereading them before I came on today, it's just like, man, there is so much here that is so deep and there's so many connections and hearing as uh, someone who's obviously read the series a bunch of times um, kind of give his perspective on things. And then Matt and me seem to have very similar, uh, very, very similar ideas of where the series is going, who's who. And it's just <laughs> a lot of fun. And I got to say, like you were talking about how much, information there is you know you get the you know you get the white tower thrown at you and then you have the tinker stuff going on in Evans Beale, all the stuff and it's just it's cool uh being able to reread this a second time now and see all the information i missed out on it's it's really rounding out the experience for me yeah 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 and yeah. now that now that i and now that i've now that i've hit towards kind of the getting towards the end of this book I mean, if 10 chapters to go, and I think it's possible, because right now I think I have this as my third of the four. The guys, I think I have as number three, um, with The Great Hunt being number one, just because, again, the ending to The Great Hunt is, like, so oh, amazing. it's one of the best. <laughs> <endings> <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, just, it's, so, it's so good that one I'm like, oh, endings. my God. Like, Matt with the uh, that, that I'm just, and then I think Eye of the World, because it's just it, the, the pacing of Eye of the World's really good. I mean, it. it Mm-hmm. I think maybe a little dip there in the middle, but like, but other than that, it's straight through. It's, it's great. So good. Um, and then I think I'll have, I think I have this above dragon reborn in my, in, of the four in my, in my thing, but oh, could it, <laughs> could it overtake eye of the world? I don't know. It's hard to say because Eye of the world's like the first book and it's like so iconic. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but maybe. Just, I mean, just there, once on. I get what, and once I get through more, when some of the events, like oh, I can look back and point to that, and be like well, that was big. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything. I think it's possible right. that anything could jump around. You know, yeah, it's I mean, kind of like kind of like in Harry Potter when we like. The first time you read through it, you're like, God, Chamber of Secrets was like pretty boring. <laughs> and then you get to the end and you're like, well, Chamber of Secrets was huge. Like, I yeah, mean, yeah. it was like yeah. it was a big deal. Yeah. Huge, yeah. Well, yeah. I think I, I'll say this. I mean, just hold on. Because right. the dragon is riding the winds of time. Right. And stuff will move <sighs> faster than you can blink. Right. Because I mean, really i mean really it seems like there's there's the rain like rand stuff so i guess kind of maybe it's predictions for the end of this book yeah yeah like rand rand stuff i'm kind of like well i don't know he's he's gonna leave so where is he gonna go i guess is kind of the thing i mean for me i'm if he's if he's like i'm done in the io waste i mean it seems logical to me he'd probably go back to tier to that's where he was kind of ruling and stuff. I mean, we'll see what happens there. Um, and obviously, the, the, there's going to be a big battle with Perrin. So I mean, then at the same time, it seems like something's going to go down at the White Tower. So mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. seems to be that seems to be like the, where the two big focuses of the end of this book are going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 The battle, the fall of the tower. And what is Rand going to do? What's he going to do? Hey, I'll say this. I'll say this. As you go into this next batch, watch the eyes. Watch the eyes, okay? Golden Rand, eyes. Rand's been saying it. Parents got him, okay? Yeah. Pay attention mm-hmm. to everyone's eyes, okay? Okay. It's important right. stuff. Woo! All right, guys. Well, Jimmy, thanks for coming on, man. I mean, we this is an absolute it. pleasure. I mean, I, I love experiencing the world time, and it's the best one I'm experiencing with Heroes of the Horn. Yeah, we we appreciate it. So, uh, guys, where can everybody find everybody on the internet? Jimmy, let you go first. Uh, so you can find me at the Fantasy Network on YouTube. Um, just right around fourteen hundred subscribers now. But I do a lot of book reviews. I love fantasy. I love sci-fi. And I also throw out a lot of Stephen King in there as well. Um, but fantasy being the mainstay, obviously fantasy network, uh, you know, I, I plan on doing some wheel of time reviews, having these two gentlemen on hopefully to just do a full spoiler talk review of the first few books, uh, that I have done. Um, but yeah, come over there. If you are looking for stuff to read, uh, in between, uh, you know, doing wheel of time or whatever else you read, I'd love to have you. And you can find me on Twitter at the flock of Ellie, uh, which, uh, you can get that link on my YouTube if you'd like. Um, and I'm always tweeting about bookish fantasy related stuff. They're definitely going to have ideas and thoughts on the wheel of time show as it progresses. So absolutely. As where can people find you on the internet? Well, Hey, you might be finding me over on the fantasy network soon for crying out loud. It seems like we got, we got the invite there to, to, to go over and talk some Wheel of Time. So I am excited for that. And I am I also wanted to say thank you to Jimmy, too, because it has been fantastic to have you on. And I love your channel. And I really do hope folks will go check you out. And there are there is more Wheel of Time content coming there. Uh, you can find me at WompRat underscore 2M. Make sure you go check me out on Twitter. That's where I'm at. Uh, I'm on Instagram. I don't really post it. The stories are good, guys. What do you think? I mean, I do a good job with the stories on Instagram. I try to do. You're, you're hitting strong. up the Instagram story game. Yeah, the, the, the story game is strong. Um, I'll say this as well. I was talking to Lady Heather, and just this past week while Matt was out, I started up the Heroes of the Horn Facebook group, 
And I do want to make a disclaimer right now. I know people are going to hit this a year later from now. People are going to find the podcast and what have you, uh, and then jump over maybe to the Facebook group. So we kind of talked like it might have to be a, uh, I can't keep every spoiler out of there. You know what I mean? I think we're going to try, people are going to make an honest effort to keep it spoiler free, mark stuff, if you will. But as the podcast progresses, you know what I mean? A year from now, we'll be a couple more books ahead. So as people catch up to it, it's always going to be changing there. So you really kind of have to say it's a spoiler group. But if you don't want any, any spoilers, I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't go to the wiki. You saw what happened in this episode. Sometimes you read in the wiki and even one <laughs> line comes up and you're like, well, dag on it. I mean, you there know, was just... there was something one time when I was reading and you're like, I got to edit this out because I'm reading. I'm reading from our summary. And, and I was like, ah, crap, we don't. We don't yeah, do it almost happened this episode, yet. too. That's why I kept saying the mysterious character, mysterious character. Let's not say who that character <laughs> okay, is. Yeah. Mysterious <laughs> character. yeah, we did a good job. I think we did a great job this episode. But yeah, like, you know, what I mean, I, with that Facebook group, I'm pumped. People are in there introducing themselves talking about um, when they read the series, how long they read it, favorite books, you know, things like that, favorite characters, you know, th- th- that that kind of stuff. Surface level things, I think, are a lot of fun. And people want to do that as you get ready for for the the show. And if you, if you go in there and we're talking show stuff, you can hashtag things by topic, and it's fun. I know people like Facebook, and they, they want to do a Facebook group. We have a great BTK group sharing memes, things like that. So, but just know that it probably will be spoiler and there's nothing i can do right now to 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 stop that i mean it's not going to be like memory of light spoiler i doubt that i doubt that's gonna that's gonna pop up in there and you know i hope i hope no one really does that yet um but you know I just, there's a, i don't know matt thoughts on the facebook we talked about it a little bit but yeah i yeah i mean uh we we talked on the phone about it really quick um i think it was like thursday or i don't i don't i don't, I don't honestly remember because literally last week for me it's like because yeah. didn't have power for like eight days um so <laughs> it was crazy uh I, yeah w- one of the th- one of the things we decided is you know it's a lot easier like um the wheel of time reddit i really like because they're really good about marking stuff spoilers over there and one of the things mm-hmm. you can do on reddit is you can actually block things out that you have to click on and yep. so it makes it really good the unfortunate thing with facebook is really the only way you can kind of mark something as spoilers is you mark it as you say like spoiler and then you like hit enter like 40 times or to whatever, get to see more it, to get the read more yeah. and it would just be too hard to kind of keep that because somebody may post something and mean it to be you know not spoiler and then you know they didn't do it correctly or whatever it's different on mobile as it is on facebook and so it ends up yeah. being spoiler and mm-hmm. then you know it's it's somebody somebody may post something like well this isn't spoiler and then it kind of you know could turn into an argument or or whatever and so it, it's just it, it'd be way too hard on facebook um and so I, I said no we just make it a full spoiler group our experience with my experience with a lot of a lot of groups um and i'm in a lot of them even other podcast groups history of yep. westeros big game of thrones one, absolutely more often than not on Facebook, what a lot of people are doing is they're saying like, hey, and especially once the show hits, I mean, a lot of our Game of Thrones stuff in our, in our that's, a, that's a big group. We have like a thousand people in there. A lot of it is people saying like, oh, look, I bought, th- I bought this cool like blanket or you know, <laughs> right, whatever, yeah. which is great. And we love that. That's me. great. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> you yeah, love yeah. that stuff. Or it's like, hey, news, hey, there's going to, this is going to be in it and stuff like that. So, but we do have people that post in our, in our groups, uh, we have a couple of Facebook groups, our hyperspace hangout group, a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of that is when it is a discussion is somebody will say, Hey, look, what do you think about this? And, um, 
that's just kind of you know you know what it is and and yeah. so it will be it will be spoilers it's just right. the way you have to do it do we think it's going to be like major i don't i don't think people are going to be in there like let's detailed talk about the end of the series i don't think it's going to happen but at the same time we have to as the creators say that it it contains spoilers so be careful because it's supposed to be we're doing a uh as close as we can non-spoiler uh you know podcast and uh, the YouTube content, by the way, we can easily say at the front of that, hey, spoilers coming up through the Shadow Rising. Right. And that's pretty easy. You can click off of that. And that's been fun to do with Matt over there. It's different from the podcast. But this, we're trying to get Matt's authentic sort of reaction as we go through the the, the series. So, yeah. yeah. so yeah, Awesome. Anyway, well, you can find me anywhere on the internet at Super Games Bros. It's all one word. Twitch, Instagram, Twitter youtube I, that's my youtube channel so anywhere you can find me there so all right guys well with that we do uh let me find let me let me find here on our doc the outro uh, oh, let me, I, let me, yeah, let, uh I mean I mean so I was Sir Jimmy knows how to take us out of a podcast. I mean, I did I, this the, this the other day. I was in the same spot you were. Where's the Dagon Doc? Where is I mean, it? I at, do. Man. I do. I am ready. Uh, he, he is ready. I'd say, I, I t- t- Sir Jimmy, take take it over. Listen, it's time <laughs> to say farewell. Uh, but we do want to thank you for answering the call. In our next episode, we will be discussing the Shadow Rising Part Eight, Chapters Fifty, until the end of the book. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a message at thehornofvalir at gmail.com. We will see you soon, and remember that the grave is no bar to our call. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.